live from Toronto and online via thecomicden.com. It's the Roundtable on this Wednesday night, March 11th, 2009. Good evening from our Etobicoke studio. I'm Mike Nicholas. Tonight, we'll start looking back on the Ryerson Lectures on Anime and Japanese Society by talking about Kaichiro Morikawa's thoughts on otaku and space. In the bullets, French behaving badly, Akihabara stress relief, and another ban on the UK list. It's episode 67, and it's coming up next. The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the comic den Mississauga. Also, the following contains mature material and moral language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. Give me a sec here. I think everything's... Yeah, I think yes. everything's... I, think everything's <laughs> I hate to tell you, Mike, I think I can still hear the fan going. Yeah, that's right. Let me, just, <laughs> let me just... I think it's fine. We finally figured out the right mic. Yeah, I think, we, I think, we, I think we're... Uh, I think we're... Um, Killed a few years. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we're... Uh, I think the board's hooked up. Unlike last week, the beginning. Well, or I'm sure we'll like get two weeks ago more like it. Wasn't, so. <laughs> so you're ready <laughs> to record, huh? If it doesn't, <laughs> well, considering the way this, considering how all the things that go wrong, and and you know, it, it was appropriate that the late that the latest technical faux pas happened like just before the 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 podcast's anniversary. So it yeah, just that, seemed, that, that's about fitting. It's about fitting. I thought you did it intentionally, Mike. But anyway, oh uh, yeah, right, right. Uh, make it so that Adam couldn't be heard. Actually, Actually I was heard more than anybody. We're having a tough time. That's just so the that power of awesome carrying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can uh, yell loud at us, huh? Uh, after taking a week off for a bunch of stuff, uh, including the uh, actual anniversary, uh, we're back on the air. It'll be a day earlier. Well, we're taping this a day earlier than we usually do. It's uh, Wednesday, March 11th. It probably still won't be up a day early. Probably won't be a day early. <laughs> it won't be up a day early. Still, you know, it won't make a difference. It'll probably still be up by the weekend. Uh, okay, but we're going for around the table. Uh, Mike Nicholas, James Austin, Adam Grant, and pinch hitting in the fourth chair, Jeff Gregg. I don't we, know if it's pinch hitting in the fourth <laughs> chair at this point. Yeah, we just... It's just be actually being willing to be the extra body. <laughs> yeah, I know, because, you know, Neil isn't these days. And, yeah. Well, and, Adam was the uh, extra... Among other people. <laughs> Among other I'm people, not the extra. No, he's. Oh, like, no, you're, I thought you were the extra because of the topic we were discussing today. The main. Oh, topic. sort of. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll that. Thing, we'll but yeah, but I, I mean, I'm here just about every week. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, we, he, because you know, he he lives along the subway line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <It> helps. <laughs> I mean, Megan will be um, Megan will be uh, living along the subway line pretty soon too. Mm. So, um, mm. well, that and the whole you know, a, an opportunity to you know talk shit over the airwaves. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> and have people listen to it willingly, like this. Well, this doesn't happen that often. But, 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 but yeah, how's the listenership for your show? 
Um, it's actually not bad. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm happy. With given this it's one. sort of a startup at this point. Yeah, so. I'm happy with. Like, I don't like. I don't have a good ex- good extent of this show's listenership because mm. I don't have. I'm sure they know the birds. Um, yeah, well, you should probably install a Google Analytics or something. Oh, there. well, yeah. I mean, it's just that I've been, you know, how I feel about yeah. a lot of uh, about uh, yeah. about fair um, enough. Yeah, I, I know. I think we have about 14 subscribers to the feed, mm-hmm. and we usually get about um, usually 30 to 40 unique hits per week to the page. Yeah. So. I mean, given that we only update, you know, like once every two weeks <laughs> to a so month, that's actually pretty impressive. I mean, so. for us, for us, because I don't have control over the app, like over most things, like the only thing I can control is the blog, is the website, because that's not actually a blog. Yeah. And but I can't, I don't control the actual servers that this show is held on because that's uh, that belongs to the Visser brothers. Yeah. So um, and and as I said, I they'll gladly give me stats and stuff. It's just that I don't ask. Yeah, and I only know about many of you who, listeners because, uh, frankly, well, I, you write to us. They Thank chime you. in, yeah. <laughs> they chime in or try and win free stuff. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so, the more surprising thing I'm noting, noticing, just because Google Analytics gives you a million pieces of data that are totally useless. It's great. Like there are still people visiting my site using Chrome. Oh, who uses Chrome? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the, the, um, and I still get at least once a week one referral from Hentai Lawyer. <laughs> Which means people are actually going to Hentai Lawyer, and I don't have Google Analytics on there. So I, and given that I don't update it that often, yeah, I go about like once a month just to see if you have yes, updated. But I, there's a feed, <laughs> RSS people like it's subscribe to the feed. When there's an update, it'll tell you. I know. It's just that's just I'm too, too lazy to do that. <laughs> but then again, I do the websites. I websites. Uh, I, I peruse on a regular basis. So mm. I mean, I actually do go to them. <laughs> Yeah, not in a while, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I need topic ideas is the problem for him. Well, yeah, okay. Well, Because I spend so much time talking about predominantly anime here, mm-hmm. I talk about varying other nerd junk on two assholes. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a, well, what sort of other niche do I actually have shit to talk about? And when I have, like, you know, stories about, uh, you know, I made a post about Traffic Court. And I did a review of uh, some particular hentai anime. Uh, yeah, and those well, are sort of the of which, there, of which there's a condom for these days. I think yes, there yes, is, there, there is. is. There's two. Yeah, that's right. There's, there's two. two of them. So, which uh, uh, I think I, we discussed it. I think off air. I don't recall if we discussed it on air. How pointless it was, given that there are no condoms used in the series. Or generally, depicted. this is uh, this is we can uh, verify that. Sarinoido, Yeah, color of the sky, color of the water. Yeah. Yes, I know I pronounced that poorly, Miyako. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to ride this one until whenever, right? We can always until talk about uh, me living the experience right now with the Osakan over yes, at our house. Actually, actually oh, yeah. Um, we, yeah, we mentioned yes. this last week, or we mentioned this in previous weeks, that you're, you're having an exchange student that week, for a week. That week is We already right got now. good stories right now. You, <laughs> well, you got a couple? Because we yeah, have to, to teach, to teach, time. To teach you lessons. Time. I was telling you, I have a few of them, but... Um, it's interesting enough, just speaking with him, like, his English isn't that great. And the other thing wait, is... Wait, wait, what's his name and where he's from? Uh, just a first name. He is from Osaka, but um, it's Yusuke. Yusuke, okay. Yusuke. Yusuke. I'm going to pronounce it wrong. But anyway, <laughs> that's why I said it again. But I could be pronouncing it wrong, too, but he's always been kind about it, so I assume that's what I'm going well, with. Well, there goes, there the goes that theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, straight from the source, sometimes it's funny, because... I started a few days ago. Sometimes I'll talk to people and I'll start to sound stilted. And that's because every time I talk to him, 
I have to remember to talk slower. And I remember once I asked, I said, am I speaking wrong? And he's like, just slow down a bit. <laughs> and so I, I kept on going slower and slower and slower. And then sometimes I'll put in a few Japanese words. And he's like, ah, oh, or something like that. But the, it's funny enough, the other thing um, we we're talking about, some of the things of just trying to get around in an Anglo world like ours, like I told you guys about uh, at least uh, Mike and Adam about he's going to Toronto. Uh, the whole group of Osakans and I are going to Toronto uh, today on the Wednesday and on the Thursday. And basically, they were going to take uh, the GO train to Union and then meet out on Front Street. They changed that to within Union Station for the Harveys. Now, some of that is because their English isn't the greatest. And the other factor is that their senseis, the actual professors from Japan that came with them, when they got on the GO train, supposedly went all the way to Pickering instead <laughs> of to Union Station. So and just imagine... the line, essentially. But even then, imagine and, and being a person with no English trying to get from the actual uh, Union Station, from there, off the train, go underneath, make sure you go up the stairs through the Via route, and then make sure you don't go to the Skywalk and make sure you go outside. Yeah, make sure you, and make sure you don't go into the TTC station, for that yeah. matter. No, it's not, it's not that bad of a jungle like Japan, but still, if you don't know the language, it's going to be... Well, yeah, but that, I mean, that's the nature and we have of Japan, to, too, is if you follow the signs, you're fine, but... <laughs> If you don't know what the signs say, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah or the symbols there. mean. And, and for reference, we should uh, per, uh, we should mention Pickering is east of Toronto, quite east of Toronto. Because they Very got east off of west Toronto. of Toronto in Oakville. Yeah, and so what, they finally got off at what, like what, Rouge Hill or Pickering? Pickering, they oh, said Pickering, Pickering Station. Okay. Pickering Pickering. Station but so. um, I mean, we are talking like, as I said, it is well in the well in the. But east, it's so. been interesting. Yeah. They took the ride down the entire Lakeshore line. But I which, did, which is quite nice if you actually yeah. look out the window because yeah. the lakeshore nice is pretty nice. Well, no, it's nice. I have, but, and, uh, and, 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 and and you can t- and that can be an excuse, you know, that, that, well, you were, that they enjoyed the view. Sorry. Well, except so. the part that they were supposed to get off at is the one <laughs> yeah. where there's no view whatsoever. <laughs> well, no, it was interesting right. because I I also had to I've driven him uh, to school and also a few others. I know my brother has and my father, but I had to pick him up yesterday. It was bad enough when I arrived because my brother had a headache. So I go there, and I think one of the people are like, "Who are you?" And I'm, I decide not to answer witty. I decided to, uh, I decided to, uh, well, answer in a witty fashion is more like it. But I decided to say, yeah, "I am Matt Austin's brother." Gladly, I was still allowed in there. But this one guy, on, that's to- your perfect opportunity to say, "Like I'm your worst nightmare," <laughs> and especially coming from you, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, no, it's funny because we had it was. I'm a one business student because they're all computer and animation students that are helping out these Japanese people are going to Japan on the return trip. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't there yet because um, at the college, they actually did a tour of the college and they were actually at some of the animation uh, classes. Yeah, and Because in Toronto, they were going to course, do animation and, and tours. And Sheridan graduates are, tend to be well involved in the animation industry in North America. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so it's kind of a natural place for kind Probably of a natural the best place yes. in Toronto to go. But yeah. uh, they they also were doing computers. I know the Saucon University is going to is known for robotics and stuff like that. So they were going to look at it that way. Who knows? Maybe they're building a Gundam in their garage. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, but, it's in the works. I'm sure it's been done at least once. So. But um, anyway, so after all that fuss, there was actually more fuss because funny enough, one of the uh, animation guys was trying to draw a Final Fantasy IX cleric, uh, character. What was it? Desiden? 
Okay, I know who you're talking about. The guy about. with the tail? The guy with the tail. Yeah, that's yeah, what I want. Main, main dude, that, yeah. That's his that's name. The guy with the tail. The guy with the tail. Well, it was bad enough because he was pissed off because of all these belts and everything on him and trying to be perfect with the drawing. So I had, I gave him uh, my computer, looked up an image on Google. He was doing that. Then they finally came around 5.30 and they just are like, oh my God, I know that character. And then it was worse because I was trying to look at something else on the network finish that and so i was closing everything so then what happens is i basically all that's left is my wallpaper right here mm-hmm. and you guys can't see it but what you're looking at is a black lagoon wallpaper oh, with the main female characters and all i just hear behind me is like oh black <laughs> lagoon and then they start trying to name the characters as i'm trying to shut down and i'm like and this is all these guys like him and some of his friends, and I'm just like, See, oh. this is why you should always keep pornography on your on as <laughs> Well, no, I, I don't want to keep that as like my wallpaper. Like I like, do, right? I like Mine is not all pornographic. I like it to- is 95, it is probably 98% just about pornographic, and like the rest of the percent, percent pretty blatant. I still like to get my diploma and my degree, thank you very much. I don't want to get kicked out for a while. I have a law degree. I had that shit on my laptop all during law school. But probably they would figure you have some knowledge in the law to then argue back everywhere else. No, yeah, but remember them. if it was if it was profs, yeah. But this is like mostly other students who saw it. They were just creeped out. <laughs> they were just creeped out. But I really um, question you, they're all they're all peers. Yeah, but yeah, you were a peer. This is yeah. added to the fact that I'm the only Mac in the entire class. Yeah, I know. So you've got a pile of ugly Dells <laughs> a gorgeous 12-inch power book. So we're trying yeah. to imagine you're like in the center of the universe right here, like yeah. in the middle of the room and all well, of Although all of the percentages have... I, oh, I they significantly really changed. changed. Actually, actually, uh, it's almost, almost flipped over. Actually, it's mostly my doing there. Because everybody would come over and say, oh, man, that's really nice looking. And then, you know, because I sold them at the time, too, I could explain all, you know, all the great all the points things. about it, how cheap they actually were, you know, they didn't eat your battery, mm-hmm. they never crashed, never got viruses. It was a good time to sell Macs. Yeah, it's still, oh, yeah, Mac it's still and, not, and they're still not doing... Well, oh, they're not doing... Okay. They're not doing poorly at all, but, I mean, there's there's things I miss, like the 12-inch PowerBook. Oh, yeah, the 12-inch. It was a nice, gorgeous machine that you're never going to replace now. Yeah, the old, yeah. like the whole um, small, really form factor, small yeah. form factor mm-hmm. um, notebooks because they started thirteen. Yeah, but 13 it was also um, it it wasn't the low end machine; it was the high end machine in a smaller form factor. Mm-hmm. Whereas now that's not an option. Oh yeah, the high uh, the high end right? machine starts at fifteen inch and seventeen inch MacBook Pro. But you can't get smaller. But if you want that. thirteen, you're stuck with a MacBook. Mm-hmm. You Maybe know, souped up, but that's exactly. still a MacBook. But I mean, so they've sort really... of tried to replace it with the MacBook Air, but it's not there at all. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. no. So, I mean, it, it's to the point where I've, you know, I wouldn't mind paying, you know, 400 mm-hmm. bucks for a, you know, one of the last gen 12-inch PowerBooks just to use a portable mm-hmm. machine. Strictly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's either that or I buy a Dell Mini 9 and then put OS ten on it. <laughs> oh. Okay, so so d- you probably want to hear probably more of the actual anime related yeah. thing since he actually is a fan <laughs> of games. You mentioned you mentioned like this to me on the phone. I think even Matthew told you like he um, is a fan of retro games, of rhythm games like Guitar Freaks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He, um, I know he does like some anime. Like he is a big Haruhi fan. Probably I said who isn't probably in Japan <laughs> by now. 
But um, it was interesting uh, as well, him seeing some of our collection, his reactions. I think probably I would start off as well. Like my brother, when he arrived, he um, actually said, Why, do you want to watch um, Planet or uh, Toradora? Because he was watching that mm -hmm. in Japan. Huh? Now, we didn't tell him how we procured <laughs> it. It was on the computer. We didn't show him the source. So I don't think Japan has to worry about more Japanese people stealing from them. But anyway... The other, I don't know how they I wouldn't have figured it out. But the I don't other, think they care. I don't think yeah. he would have cared. He would have cared. Well, the funny thing well, is, he'll just go home and turn on the television. Here's, <laughs> no, here's the, well, the thing is, uh, wait, but back, uh, since you, since uh, Adam brought that uh, yeah. brought that fact up, how um, he's from Osaka. Um, how open? Like the thing is, I know that you can't. That sometimes some TV stations can get various series, but not everywhere. So, so an anime series isn't shown just everywhere mm -hmm. in Japan. Yeah, but if you buy, if you pay for satellite television, which let's be honest is pretty damn cheap these days, you're gonna get all of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I'm not sure exactly how he's watching it to tell you the honest truth, but who knows? He just knew it was on the computer, and that was funny enough because yesterday. We decided we would show him Black Lagoon because he, him and his friends showed interest in my screensaver, the Black Lagoon, we're naming the characters. So I asked him and uh, Matt asked him, do you want to watch it? And his initial reaction was, oh, on Matt's computer. <laughs> and I'm and we're like, no, no, on the big screen TV on DVD <laughs> in basement. And it's like, oh. And so it was kind of interesting then because we asked him first, it's like, do you want to watch it in English? Because mm, obviously he yeah. watched it before in Japanese. And so he said, sure. And, and then he asked, we were explaining to him that it's in English, it's in Japanese, and then there's subtitles for the Japanese. And so then he thought, oh, maybe subtitles for English so I can watch him. We were like, well, unfortunately, you can't do that. What? Because, no, because they, the script is different in English compared so? to the subtitle one. No, but it would totally, no, we didn't want to confuse them. That's one of the best them. ways to watch You didn't want to confuse them. We confused them. Could you imagine? Watch it stolen. Could you imagine him going back to Osaka? Oh, and then saying something, and we'd be to blame for that. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, when Adam brought it up. And it's a vulgar series enough. So we watched like two episodes. Oh, back in, back in Yama <laughs> days, back in the Yama days, just for fun, we watched, we watched Ranma. Yeah, title. And then we showed we had the subs at the same time because yeah. they were so way off and they were so funny. <laughs> it was just way so much. Well, that and the fact fun. that I mean, of all the of all the anime series that have been done, Ranma probably had the best English mm -hmm. script, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. given that it was so different. Mm -hmm. You know, it had great voice acting, a great script. It was worth watching dub. And uh, mm -hmm. and and Neil Neil had a uh, unhealthy crush on the English woman who played Nabiki in that <laughs> because she looked pretty pretty I, bang I, on. I just sort of had a crush on Nabiki. I don't see the it was like but uh, you know it, I, I, I like if there was a real life counterpart like the the woman I think her name was Angela Costain. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, she she it was a spitting image. Oh, a pretty nice. pretty accurate pretty accurate depict uh, you know Pretty good look. And um, Neil was smitten with her. I know that. I remember that for a fact. So. Well, Neil being smitten isn't really good. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't surprise, not, yeah. That in itself is not unique these days. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, continuing on to our cultural exchange of uh, Canada, since the dub was produced in Vancouver. So we could <laughs> technically say it was a cultural exchange from our end, even though they were portraying different ethnicities and whatnot but it was funny because we watched the first two episodes dubbed and we watched uh, the start of the second season so it was the lolly uh, vampire twins killing arc if you want to kill it whatever yeah. you want to call it. 
But no, it's the most fucked up part of this series. So. Yeah, I know. So it's already turned on. <laughs> it's the most fucked up. There's uh, lollies and sucking. I don't see the problem well, there. But anyway, there was that, and then the first, uh, the next episode, of course, is Greenback Jane. But it was funny. We watched the first two episodes dubbed, and then after that, we asked him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'd like to go back to uh, Japanese." But it was interesting. Some of the things that came up. One of them was when we were watching it dubbed, we explained one of the jokes was I guess they were had two ethnicities, the Italians and then uh, the Russians. Yeah. And basically the way they said they would do the killing is they said, we're going to start with the macaroni and then <laughs> we're going to go for the borscht. And he wasn't quite getting that. And we're like, uh-huh. yeah, this is... Eh? Borscht is Ukrainian. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the way they did it. and But I want to make it simple. They could have said the pinkos. like. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, but then now... That isn't too surprising because it was in English and because they tried to do yeah. the script a little different. That one, though, was actually in the original script, too, oh, okay. I hate to say. But I think. But uh, the funny thing was in the original script in the last episode, they reference, uh, and this was in the manga, too, NYPD Blue and the Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> okay. And he actually... <laughs> NYPD Blue? That's well, no, no, it's more action. It's yeah. more action-based. It's dated so because like, it's been like three, four years. Has it been that long since NYPD Blue ended? Roughly three years? I would say closer to eight. But ended. remember, when he yeah. probably... I should check look that up. When he probably wrote it, it was probably still there. Yeah. So. But the thing, though, is he. it was in Japanese. You obviously understood. But we kind of laughed at that refer- those two references... Mm-hmm. And he didn't quite get that in what we said. Well, one is more action-oriented, male-oriented. And Oprah is kind of like for housewives. Yeah. And uh, so March, that's how we... Actually, it's been four years since it ended. Uh, March 1st, uh, 2005. Okay. See, so it was still relevant back then. It's just the fact that... Obviously, now it seems a little... It's date. It's It yeah. still feels dated yeah. because yeah. it is... You know, it's not an ongoing show. It's been over for some years and long enough, really. But it was just and kind of interesting that as a fan of um, the uh, mangaka, like he used a lot of references from Western culture and stuff like that. So it was interesting in the fact that even though it was in Japanese, we had to explain this one joke. And so it made us wonder how many of them it just kind of passed it, by them in their watching of it, the it, program. Yeah, especially since the original writer had a habit of putting mm-hmm. it in themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, it was interesting, like, he seemed really interested, like, in the fight scenes and the guns and all the different things that were through, mm. and it was actually interesting after that, uh, we were showing him, like, he was, we showed him our DVD collections, and there's a very big uh, Sugoi that's quite incredible, <laughs> and it was in the good way, it wasn't in the, I, I'm a little creeped out by you, where the, where did you get all that? He did ask how much, and I couldn't give him a dollar figure. I said, Cheap. me and my brother were looking. I think I looked at him, and I, I think I said to myself in my mind, I was thinking, I have no clue. Well, well, it's 20 bucks no, a pop. No, but you can say this But safely. I did tell him it was cheaper than getting yeah. it in Japan. Yeah, so that's, that's why that, I that much you can quiet. say that safely. You can say that that much easily. And I explained to him that there were more episodes on the disc because he thought the disc was going to continue on, I think. And I said, <laughs> no, no, it, it, there's another disc. Yeah, but no, I, but, you can safely say it probably wasn't as much as what you probably but, would, uh, would be no. seeing. So. It was kind of... Interesting yeah. as well. We were, actually, some of them were funny things that sometimes another thing he initiated, which was hilarious, is we were looking over the collection. He was looking over the different ones we had. One was when he asked me, he was saying, oh, uh, Gun X Sword. 
and I showed it to him because I happened to get it at the uh, one of the Genion sales around about because uh, when they closed, yeah. I just wanted to get something, so I got it. Was a fun series. This isn't the greatest piece of work in the world. Got a lot of so-so uh, reviews and reviewers wondering, saying it's just a cash, it's idiotic. But I just found it interesting that there's one person in Japan watching it. And he actually initiated. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So there were actual, because it seemed a lot of people thought it was more aimed at the Western audience compared to mm -hmm. the Japanese. So it was interesting that he knew all about it and actually initiated and said, Gun XR. I said, oh, I actually have it. And I showed it to him. He's like, oh. So was that the one series he brought up himself? or was Yeah, he brought up himself. Oh, okay. Like, he knows... A lot of other series, like he's brought views like how are he, but he he was just talking about a few other ones. Like he looked and sometimes we'd look at the spine, we have to look at another <laughs> thing. Like please teacher was one of those ones oh. where I said, on a guy teacher, and he's like, oh. But it was funny, after that he says, on a guy teacher, on a guy twins, he says, oh, do you have um, on a guy friends, which the, the drama. One, which, the drama. Yeah, the it was live action? No, it was, was it? Um, a drama CD, I think. Yeah, okay. Drama CD. Which yeah. has never been but, which No, I, I had to explain done. to him that, no, it hadn't come over here. It hadn't been licensed. Furthermore, there isn't really that much market for drama <laughs> CDs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Code Geass has them in. Oh, I don't the doubt that some of them have been released, yeah, mm. but the, the market is so much yeah. slimmer. Mm. I'd like to see more of them, though. I think well, they're neat. so would I. But, but, but the thing is, uh, the, what happened, what would, like... Basically, we're talking radio type plays, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same time, radio issue. plays have sort of waned yeah. quite a bit, even just in a general sense in Japan, probably. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, well, less so, less so over there because audio medium have audio media has sort of uh, strict audio. Been, mm -hmm. It's been constant. There's been constant sales mm -hmm. because there there were intermediaries between uh, CD and you know the more digital formats now because mm -hmm. MD is actually sold. Mm -hmm. You never had this constant feeling like where here CD sales sort of waned after a period because people realized that you were paying way too much for what you were getting. And so the sales dropped off, mm -hmm. whereas that didn't happen there. You still had a constant constant sales of audio. Was just in the and so you could always sell something like a drama CD. Mm -hmm. There would always be a market for the audio. Whereas here, we just, you know, if it if it existed, we would download it. There, there, there <laughs> you know, that's no true, too. It, but right? the thing is, like, and maybe I, I'm thinking, and maybe that led, led, leads to part of the culture, too, because the whole idea of a radio play, yep. spoken word, mm -hmm. strict spoken word, yeah. it's mm -hmm. more mainstream in Japan than it would be here. Mm -hmm. and, and frankly speaking... Um, We've never really seen and, and 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 forget the and then just and then you throw that in with the language thing, because mm -hmm. let's face it, um, trying to sell a radio drama, a Japanese language radio drama, and that's all you, uh, with just voice to an English speaking mm -hmm. market here. Well, yeah, especially when you've got half of your market which doesn't watch the dubs. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you, 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 they, who they, you know, they so really want no, the Japanese voice. So what do you do with a drama CD? You <laughs> either release it as is with like a booklet, <laughs> which is completely retarded, and yeah, which is most really of them are the just point. extras on it, or they're just not yeah. going to be happy. That's all it is. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, what about getting the original, the English voices to do it? But then that defeats. Mm -hmm. Then again, exactly. you, it comes back the to the whole market. With how yeah. the English people generally do the dubs anyway. It's all separate. So you know, I'm not yeah. sure they would want to put the effort of actually getting everyone into a room yeah, to it, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big part of it, right? Actually, most of the so. ones I saw were just translated from the Japanese on extras. You had planets, you had Midori. Right. Oh no, yeah. seen, I, I mean, I've yeah. seen that. I mean, um, I think uh, plan you mentioned planets. I think Midori Vias might have had something yeah, like some, that yeah. too. But most of them were just 
the Japanese. There was no English to it. It was just an extra, mm-hmm. an extra of an extra. And they were short enough that you could throw them in. Yeah. Well, and, and on a DVD, that's about the only place I could see them getting away with it because... If you just put it as a straight audio track, you could technically still drop subtitles on it. And they do it. Because it's yeah. a video format, technically. Mm-hmm. There's no video to it. Um, but that's the only, as a CD, yeah, and that's the only, yeah, you couldn't sell it. Yeah, that's the only way you could do it. And it has to be strict extra. But then there's license. But then again, here we Unless go, licensing was, issues. You know, like a cetera, CD cetera. plus G, which nobody <laughs> uses. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, but you're right. You're right. I mean, that's the only way it could possibly work. It can't. It has to be part of the other, pa- the rest of the mm-hmm. package. It can't be something yeah. separate. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, well, you know, we can go on and on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other things that caught his eye. Obviously, like we were talking, like it was interesting him asking certain questions about certain series. Like he saw Nanoha, and then I'm like, yeah, Striker's S isn't out yet. Like because obviously, sometimes you wonder why I'd have some seasons mm-hmm. missing, and I'd say not licensed or not. I, I would explain that, yes, I had seen it or something mm-hmm. like that through other Means. distribution <laughs> um, methods. Yeah, which, maybe which, which, he, which he's, he will figure out. But no, he probably so. knows what we mean. It's probably yeah. just the translation issue. But there were other series like uh, the Makoto Shinkai movies. Like he, uh, he said, yeah, he said he had watched them all before and he really enjoyed them. He saw as a Mungo Dio and then is like, oh, have you read uh, Yotsuba? <laughs> and then he started talking about it and he hopes it gets animated and all that stuff. And I said, well, well I, I didn't say it in the hope to burst your bubble. But I said, <laughs> I heard that Azuma didn't yeah. want it animated. He's like, oh, because he hadn't heard about yeah, that. Yeah, I read the, that too. The and then we based, talking, based on the content of it, I could, I could completely buy him not wanting it animated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there were like uh, other things. Like sometimes you'd see some of our old stuff like Seti Hunter, Matt's Kimigori, uh, Orange Road and stuff like that. Like he knew... What was old? He's like, oh, that's old. Or he saw Lane. He actually asked me if I could actually explain Lane because he couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) And the answer is no. Yeah, it was no. I just because he said, oh, that's old too because it was ten years ago. And I said, yeah. And he asked me if I could explain it. And I said, you're kidding me, right? I I can't explain it. I said, I'm about as. There's no explaining. (laughs) I I I told there is not as you said. Ten people will give you ten different explanations at most. Others just will be at a loss to give it to you in the first place, or any interpretation. Well, there's a girl. I got that part. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. There's a lot of... That's uh, about right. Um, <clears throat> when does uh, Yosuke... Yosuke? Yosuke. 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 Uh, when, when does he leave? Uh, I, he's here for two weeks, so probably so, next end of next week. I guess we'll have another story. But then uh, it ended up that uh, Matt, of course, isn't going to be at Anime North because he's going. He's going to be in Japan and Osaka at that time. I'd say that's a good trade-off. Yeah, I mean, well, no, he'll still be there. We have given that, him a bit of too, uh, so. real Canadian. He's tried some. Yeah, ice but you won't have as many hot cosplay girls <laughs> with Angela. What? Oh, you mean for Matt in Japan as opposed well, to? Well, I'm pretty sure being at they're the not stores. all congregated. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wander around to find them. <laughs> Actually, uh, that leads us perfectly now to this. Um, well, he might be able to find He might be able to find shrine maidens, though. Okay, I'm sure there'll be tons of those. Yeah, but they're not as slutty. Despite <laughs> what the anime has told us, I'm quite certain not as slutty. Probably. Actually. Oh god, probably. And especially given how slutty uh, North American cosplay girls are. Well, that's because they can run rampant anywhere. They actually gather them in Japan up on the uh, mm-hmm. area, the cosplay area, where they have yeah. to change before they go in and out. It's also better quality in Japan, too. Or 
more there's higher more, concentration there's, there's, more higher quality. Just, there's a lot well, but no some know, of the, the some know. of them in that group that i saw from the osaka and some of them are obviously i i wouldn't call them otaku but they're anime fans they know mm. they're anime and stuff like that like i don't know if they would call themselves that i know i don't even call myself that and you guys don't call yourselves that but i know some people that are like us would call themselves that but i would still say they're like us anime fans that's it that's right okay so here we go um down to the topic. Down to the, actually, it's a good segue. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Jeff will get a chance to talk now. Well, <laughs> we'll Jeff, Jeff knows more than... jump in there. Jeff technically knows more than you jump. do. I know, and too, if I end up thing. speaking more than he does... Well, the thing is, you know, we know you, Adam. You can always catch on. That's, that's what lawyers do, ultimately, right? They can always get themselves quickly up to speed on whatever cases that's the they're aim. given. That's always the aim. That and I'm just an asshole, and I'm willing to cut people off. <laughs> Don't worry, it's about... Uh, well, okay. The intricacies of otaku. Yeah. Well, Did we want to do that one first? Yeah. No? Let's do. Well, first of all, let's give the um. Let's give the speaker that well, we listen to. Let's give the uh, context of everything, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, and the story, and you know, all the background, at least as far as we remember it, uh, in relation to this show. Um, two. The big reason, actually, there were two reasons why we're off. Yes, last week um, it was the anniversary, and we wanted to take a break. But the, the timing of the of it was actually pretty good. Um. As we as we um, had mentioned over the last couple of weeks, um, Ryerson in association, well, the Japanese consulate of the Japan Foundation in association with Ryerson and the Japanese consulate were going to put on some some lectures last Wednesday, March fourth, at Ryerson's in the um, George Very in the George Very Computer and Engineering Building. By the way, George Very is just a philanthropist. Oh, that's all yeah, he is. He has, go. and he and he's known to be very loyal to the Toronto schools. To the Toronto well, University to, to have a building at two of the three. <laughs> yeah, but is, he and he and he's been known to give multi-million dollar donations to all three well, schools. Well, you have so. to, to have. Well, we did walk past. After you really. So, um, but this is like happened. The Rogers School of Business. Well, no, <laughs> they have the other one. Rogers School and yeah. then the Rogers Communication Center. Yeah. Then there's the Joseph. Was it the uh, Chin fellow? Also has the continuing education building name. Oh yeah, 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 the crystal yeah. guy. Yeah, and I can't yeah, remember his first name. Fucking hate that. Michael Chin. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Chin. I know his Chin. Who also has the? Uh, is, is, is the? Uh, is it the AGO or is the? It's no, the, it's Rom. The Rom. Yeah, the Rom. It's the goddamn crystal. No, the AGO as I call it now. It's just crazy because it looks like it's a fucking whale. On top of the building. <laughs> that's that fucking that, that I just is the best description of it I've who, ever heard. Who has the uh, sponsorship for that? The, the, the Italians? That, oh, I don't know if Italian has a sponsorship. It doesn't have a sponsorship. I just know who no, designed it. Okay, yeah, let's continue here. Gary. Um, Gary, yeah. Gary. So last... That, no, sorry. That's what it looked like. And I've always told people. I said, just go to the thing with the whale on top of it. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> okay, so let me continue here. Um, so last Wednesday, um, these groups put on... And, and, and the Digital Value Lab at Ryerson itself put on a couple of lectures uh, put on a lecture series called entitled Anime and Contemporary Japanese Society. So as the name would imply, you know, it's about anime and, you know, contemporary Japanese society <laughs> or in, in, in that context specifically. Um, the highlight of, of it was a lecture where two lectures brought on by um, two professors. Uh, the first one by Jacqueline Brent Burnt from um, Yokohama National University, actually a German from Na who teaches... Berliner, as she specifically said. As she said, from Yokohama National University. And um, Kaiichiro Morikawa, who, was, um, who teaches uh, at Meiji University, which is where Angela is going, actually. Um, <clears throat> and both 
lectures. Uh, now, James, Jeff, Jeff, and I were there, saw the lectures. Adam didn't because he was he had other things to do. Um, he has good excuses, whatever. My cat uh, was sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good excuse. Yeah. Uh, animal lovers, both of them on this show. You know, I'm a member of PETA, people people for the eating of tasty <laughs> animals. So Yeah, that, that's about right. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I don't even want to limit myself to tasty animals. <laughs> I will eat any animal. <laughs> So the cuddlier the better. Um, we were so the three of us were here. That's why we did we pushed up the episode taping for today, for today because Jeff. This is the only really the only day Jeff could yeah. could come for this uh, to, to to tape, and you know he, I'm sure he had a lot to he he has some thoughts on it too. Um, the only thing I'll say is um, both lectures were really good. I mean that's bo- that's the bottom line on both. The thing is, we can't cover both lectures in one <laughs> segment, one episode, much less one segment. So we're going to take the next couple episodes to do them. But we had to discuss which one we wanted to do first. Which one, which of these two lectures did we want to do first? Oh, by the way, the other thing is, um, after the two lectures, um, Eric Kasdan, the uh, uh, who um, who is a professor of East Asian Studies at uh, University UT. of Turkey did a follow-up on his thoughts, his reactions to the speech in a small debate. Unfortunately, which, <laughs> like, the thing is, I think, uh, he, I think he took too much out of both of them than needed yeah. to be. Like, he thought way too much. Now, we did think about it, but I think the audience was getting more of what they were saying than he was doing. I think he was thinking yeah. too hard to come up with this yeah, he, dissident I, than actually... It wasn't... Like, like, because I, even then, like, when was, he... Very, very long-winded. random. Long-winded. And, yeah, long-winded yeah. But the funny thing was just looking at both of them, and they're looking at me. Yeah. It's kind of like the yeah, stare of death. They're like, what the amazing. It's just like, what are we going to do? I, I, they were they were confounded as to how to react. So Morikawa was just hilarious in his own yeah, and right, I, just because he always managed to segue just right. Oh yeah, yeah. and I guess uh, we've come. We basically agreed that we'll start with uh, Kaichiro Morikawa's uh, lecture first, and then uh, next week we'll talk about. Professor Burnt. So, um, Morikawa Sensei's uh, article or lecture was about he. It was entitled "Otaku Culture, Personality, Space, and City and City of Anime Fans." So, as the name would imply, mm-hmm. it focused on Akihabara. Well, it's interesting because remember he. I believe he was his thing he does at his university and stuff like that relates to architecture mm-hmm. because supposedly one of the th- facets. Of his speech, uh, Mike. Mm-hmm. Continue. As I believe you were saying, sorry, I just kind of had something in my throat there. Um, had to do with him going to Venice for the actual um, architecture show that they were at. Yeah, this was and the it was an interesting piece of his, uh, of his talk. But. And basically what he was doing was he, he was showing some of the research in the pictures that he had taken and presenting them there. And it was interesting, like, we all know about, well, relatively most of us that have been into anime fandom and whatnot in Japanese studying Japan, have known for a while, is when you do look at Akibahara, we know relative things about it. But it was interesting how he put all of it into context through his graphs, pictures, and comparing the different districts, especially. And And the other thing that's scary enough was his use of Googler. Oh, yeah. He started started from Toronto and went all the way to Japan and then to Korea. But worst enough, I thought is... What would have happened if he used the, you know, the street level oh, Google yeah. just to compare instead of the pictures? Mm-hmm. And what do you, what basically, um, the whole context of, it, well, as far as I remember it, Morikawa's, um, Morikawa's uh, lecture 
was a basic historical representation of these of now known otaku spaces and compared them with others like he, he started with Akihabara and told the history about Akihabara about it being an electric town but how much it changed as an electric town over the past 20-30 years originally being uh, you know the, the the electronic center of Japan for consumer for basic appliances consumer appliances basic consumer electronic goods where families went to buy the, those devices mm -hmm. and make uh, to make their lives better and how as the economy declined there yeah. how um, Akihabara had to redefine itself mm -hmm. and had to appeal to another crowd and how by necessity well sort of by necessity but mm -hmm. by realizing you know the other types that other types of people who were known to hang out in and how it changed in relation to that. It's kind and of interesting in that this is where the grass took effect because we probably know most of that, but it's interesting. He used a very visual and yeah. a very interesting way showing us a map of one building and of the whole district and saying this is in the 90s, this is in the early 2000s, this is closer to the period it, it, now. And it's just this massive takeover almost of... The, it, old, the entire area. Yeah, it was it was buildings. interesting because the representation he used in this was like he used a picture of a building in Akihabara and then had them littered with logos. Originally, those logos were of well-known electronics companies. Mm -hmm. And then as time went, he made those logos switch to anime logos and characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that that basically like it, it it gave you a visual representation of how the changes happened and then mm -hmm. how um the big building behind after <laughs> that big building. Well no, we all knew about it. how they were trying and especially the neighborhood associations that are worried about the otaku and the foreigners coming in that they want their neighborhood. When you live in a neighborhood, you obviously want to feel at home, you want to feel safe, you want to feel better about yourself. And obviously when you have someone different you don't have that element. So they built, as we said, those towers. And he mm -hmm. showed it to us. And he said, many people obviously weren't happy about it, But he said, given the rate of the yeah. growth, he then <laughs> showed us the uh, now infamous, and I've seen it around the internet as well, Photoshopped photo of what could possibly be their future. Which That one being? Remember, uh, it was... I think it, no, it wasn't me. It was Anna from Strawberry Marshmallow. Because remember, they have all the posters and all that mm -hmm. covering all the buildings. Just a giant poster or yeah. something like that covering the, those three buildings. Yeah. Those uh, condos or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember the laugh it got, too. <laughs> no, there was, there was a, this was an enter really entertaining lecture. Yeah. He really timed. Like, he this was, was very this dry and droll. And he, was he had a great British accent. No, he did sound British to me. It wasn't British because it sounded British to me like he'd probably been trained in Britain. It sounded like yeah. that, but I could be very wrong. But yeah, he, his English was very, very good. And um, Are you, yeah, what he was... did, and he and what some of the more interesting points in this is he also talked about the people that were known to hang out there. Oh, yeah. That and was... like mm -hmm. the, the juxtaposition of people, etc. And he said, and remember like when... The pictures were the big thing because what he decided to do, remember he used Google Earth again. He's like, here's Akibahar. Then he's like, let's go to Shibuya. Yeah. And then he showed, two, no, he showed two different things. The first were the buildings because he's in architecture. Mm -hmm. And the architecture thing was interesting because he said cosmopolitan, glass, Shibuya. Then you have Akibahara, stone. Closed in. Closed in. in Privacy. And then... Yeah, <laughs> and what are the people like? And then he showed us the pictures. Yeah. All these girls—they looked at the camera. They look like they're entertained, like they're actually coming towards us, very open. Then he went to Akibahara. There was no one looking at that yeah. camera. They were all the 
faced in towards the yep. buildings. Yeah. Like you normally would see at some of the blogs and stuff like that. But then he segued again, Romero, because he's like, there's something missing from this Akibahara picture. And then he's like, where's the girls? <laughs> so, um, but the thing is, we went to a Tomei Road, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But let me go with this one. This was, was this part was interesting, too. Um, well, what he had, like one of the things he, he depicted is he, he didn't mention, you know, the, um, the dating sim shops, right? He looked inside, you know, he, he made this funny joke about showing all the poster, promotional posters for dating sims and stuff, and then he looked at the clientele and basically just said, stark difference. there's a stark difference between <laughs> the content, the, between the product and its clientele. These <laughs> are <laughs> all the guys going through well, the stark. Not the yeah, but remember, it's images. a dating sim. Who else, you, who else do you think needs it? Well, then, then, then it's let's, training. I know, but... The, <laughs> <laughs> then he said but yeah the other point was where's the girls and then he went back to the google map yeah and then showed another district in tokyo called ikibukuro i think is that how we pronounce yeah. it otome road is basically yeah. what ikibukuro. We, a lot of us know i most english speakers know otome road they don't actually know the actual district name mm-hmm so and then, but it was an interesting development it was on an interesting that part. it was interesting that he mentioned it because then he found out and then he just mentioned behold where the where the female otakus in tokyo tend to be and then he showed us a poster and said if you want to know what that is and you talk to the person next to you (laughs) (laughs) or is that one of the other ones he said that once i thought it was at that point yeah but the thing is and what are they into (laughs) and he zoomed in on, on, on a couple of boys love posters so he said you know the thing is like you know it's there but yeah, like, they have their own place because, you know, female otakus, like, could you say, mm-hmm. is it safe to say that he came to the conclusion that, you know, the two, the both genders couldn't quickly meld? Mm-hmm. They could. And he, I think he showed one instance of that at the very end. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know. Well, well I also, yeah, it's, I mean, you can make that classification just based on, you know, the goods that have been, based on the way the market's developed for those products. Right, you've got a. <clears throat> I mean, especially with games and certain certain genres of anime, they're mm-hmm. not very unisex. They go very starkly in two directions. Yeah. And as as you, as you see, as you can see, also in the map, uh, and we're going to put. And up- that's the thing, and it starts to it starts to impact on the social level. Not it's not just a marketing or an economic thing anymore. It suddenly impacts where you set up shops and where your where your you know your consumers come from and live. Mm-hmm. And with the stores, it was obviously with Akihabara, there's more, you know, there's the model resin kit stores, there's yeah. the dating sim stores. I mean, there's the one, I guess, floor that he said was all, you know, just manga, and I assume maybe females might show up there more often than the other floors, but... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, just given, yeah, the, given that it's a bit. likely to be a little more yeah. sex in, its, in how it's geared, but... They're... Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting concept relating social populations mm-hmm. to... There were other things like he also looked at uh, the comic market. He actually did Google Earth to big site. And it was interesting. Again, he used the convention floor and he did two different conventions, obviously. um, More traditional convention. Convention versus the ones we know and the Dojin Mm -hmm. uh, fans know uh, that are held there. And it was interesting how he said for the Dojin ones, he said, taste translates into space. And then obviously money talks when you have the normal conventions. <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting how he showed it 
based on that, similar to what Mike said before with Akibahara, he actually had little things saying, this is this section, this is that section. And then in the traditional convention, it was actually the company logos, I believe, mm -hmm. were showing it. So it was interesting how that panned out. And then we're um, going through our notes here. And the then the other, the other that, thing right? too was talking about otaku and their, um, well, actually, we'll, I'll, we'll get to that one later. But the other well, one. Well, we should get to Korea though. Well, the other thing was, remember, he had the miniature oh, models, the, the coin lockers, mm -hmm. oh, the no, coin no. lockers uh, that you could buy, and you could buy someone's collection or buy someone's yeah, space. And then he took that concept with him to Venice. Yeah, and literally, and this is the centerpiece of his yeah. uh, of his discussion they, when he told the story. When he told basically the story, he's telling us visually and depicted it in like an exhibit in Venice there. So, uh, I just have to say they, they my jaw they, dropped when I saw that. They, 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 he said they worked really hard on that, but it was interesting taking all these pictures of these otaku rooms and then recreating it painstakingly in, in these coin locks, yeah. and then them. And these going are like glass displays, and these and we're not kidding, and they do exist in real life. I mean, these things like I mean, you will see in the top floor of one of those buildings um, these these very lockers, these very displays. And sometimes it's, uh, it's sometimes it's for say sometimes it's like a small store sometimes it's just a st for use for storage purposes but it, it's there and it looks nice. It's it very like, artfully set up too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it almost well, it's looks like a shrine of some kind. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess we gotta remember is that basically it is you yourself are putting stuff in a coin locker. You set a rate. The person that's at the store gets a cut of that rate if someone decides to rent it from you and said uh, store. Mm -hmm. So that's how it works in mm -hmm. essence. So. Well, as the discussion went, um, as his lecture went, he also depicted, you know, that this isn't necessarily unique to Japan. He said because of the electron uh, of the of similar electronic cultures, it, it's happening elsewhere too. And he and, and his discussion went to Korea, in a district there called um, I'm trying to call it call it up. Yeah, the uh, the Yongsan district which is their electronic town and he, and he, and he um, started by saying just keep in mind one thing if you think Korea is irrelevant Korea is very good in making online games mm -hmm. yep they're very good with it and because of that they get into it and they show pictures of people <laughs> really into it oh so, yeah so is it here? here a picture of this guy you know playing a game another picture of a guy playing the game in a very closed quarters and then this, and then the last guy picking, uh, depicting a guy who's lying in the bed sideways, oh with his God. with the with his computer monitor also sideways. sideways. And this <laughs> wasn't just a laptop or something. This was, was a full-on desktop. <laughs> that was the most scary. Like I when we hear that. when we hear these stories about China, uh, about Chinese students and Korean students sitting at at um at computers playing games for weeks on end Starving, sometimes sometimes uh, at the cost of their lives we we find it outrageous but you, here you here you see a case of it you hear see that outrageous i find it perfectly normal yeah in what sense though well i mean because i don't know it strikes me as just being you know considerably more cultural that way they just get far more into the game and i mean it's not to say you don't see it here because World of Warcraft is the same mm -hmm. thing. It has, it's just it's you pick different to. games, and you pay, and maybe it's also just for the sheer exoticness <clears throat> of of the story. It's in itself. It, it, but it was interesting to like it, it put that whole. It, you certainly like seeing those pictures and knowing those stories. Certainly, all came together 
mm-hmm. when you saw those pictures, right? So, um, and, he, and but the thing is, in his in mentioning in mentioning Yongsan and then Myeongdong, which is like Shibuya, Shibuya, oh, yeah. he yeah. showed similar pictures. pictures. He showed yeah. similar pictures, and the and the juxtaposition and the expressions on the people and the people themselves mm-hmm. weren't much different. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, one thing we'll do is. Um, uh, the organizers were nice enough to send a PDF of or a, a, a website with um, a short form version of basically Morikawa's points in and some pictures. Mm. And we're going to mm. send that. We're going to post a link to that because I think it's an interesting read. Mm-hmm. Um, the art, the exhibit itself, the Venice exhibit, and I know Angela, if she was here and if she saw yeah. that, she would have been. She well, it's kind of interesting the that. controversy he said they caused with that, and even the picture of the paper. And literally, the journalists all this were interested, and they literally started off with how architecture is boring and all this stuff, and how this was totally against and it. Is, and, and then all the rest of them were, he said, like the other architects <laughs> in Venice there with their exhibits weren't too pleased. Oh, yeah, he made, didn't, was the that Japanese. the one where he made the comment about otaku being used in the correct way for like the yeah. first yeah. time he yeah. saw on a Westerner? Yeah, it was the first <laughs> time <laughs> ever <laughs> that a Westerner had correctly used the term. And I, that just it was in a derogatory <laughs> sense. Yeah. yeah. So there's like, the thing about that exhibit is uh, it's partly architect- uh, architectural statement. It's partly an artistic statement. Because mm-hmm. he, he also then went on a little bit of a tangent about the influence of architecture in Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, he yeah. was a trained architect, apparently. He was. Well, no, that's why I said he's doing architecture and stuff like that. Yeah, and but that the, thing is, like his, um, the thing is, he went into a bit of history about, uh, I think, was it an, uh, an Italian or was it uh, Yeah, no, Western? it was an Italian. But it was... How he impacted the way Japan. Japan architecturally saw itself. Cosmopolitan versus kitsch. I think was the yeah. was the was, mm-hmm. the, was the phrase, he and used. it was a show in the past. And then he said, "This is how it is modernly," and it looked and it, it was jumbled. It, it was very yeah. funny, like how certain things came about. Like even did uh, Miyazaki and Oshi and showed the princess effect, if you mm-hmm. will, about <laughs> the earlier works accepted I, I by that, the otaku, that, the, and, uh, and then the less <laughs> distinct. And more open they are as normal girls or normal people or something like that. But the more accepted by the mainstream they are, but the old talking. Yeah, and that was an interesting point too. How much Miyazaki, like, in many respects, you can make this case. Like he, and that was, and there's actually a timeline that was actually true in time. He started off at the very beginning Mm in the 1970s, all the way to the present, and then how that combined with what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And in many respects. In many respects, um, oh, and, uh, and to, greater rewards. To the, That's um, the other thing. Yeah, and he to said the Miyazaki, greater rewards. And, and to the Miyazaki part, I guess you can say, in not so many words, he mm-hmm. like people are going with the idea that Miyazaki has sold out. Mm-hmm. Once he won the Oscar and all that, and or as he, That's as he what gained he that mainstream acceptance. Mm. So you wonder how much like in, in, we we talked a week, weeks ago about Miyazaki's um, Miyazaki's uh, words. Lashing out at the gov- at the uh, government over the use of anime mm-hmm. in foreign policy, you wonder how much that's um, well, listened that's to by the otaku, by, the, by that wider community. Well, but, I mean, it, to go back to that cosmopolitan versus kitsch idea, I mean, it, I don't obviously I wasn't there. I don't know how well this was tied in, but <clears throat> I can see that you know now being tie that to Miyazaki's comments. Mm-hmm. 
by associating anime as this national product, you're making it a piece of kitsch. You're making it this niche, minute interest. Whereas if you sort of just leave it as some part of your, you know, of your cinematic product, it becomes mainstream. It becomes mm-hmm. normal. It becomes just another piece of the landscape, which is sort of the point. You know, as he's gained mainstream appeal, he's wanted it to be more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Because applying yourself to this minute, Kitch. you know, otaku kitschy yeah. audience, mm-hmm. then that, what's the point? I and, mean, and, you've and, li- you're limiting. I know. Yourself I see it. Actually, right? I do see it. Like uh, you're not, you're not helping yourself. Mm-hmm. In other words. So, it's but a I mean, point. but granted, he's one of the few people who can honestly put himself in that position. That's a, that's probably the key. Part. And that that is probably, probably the key, key part. part because part he can here. say that because he's been on both sides, right? In many respects. Whereas everybody else. You know anyone else involved in the anime industry is happy just to get the otaku audience, yeah, because it's an audience period. Yeah. As he said, and, and, and plus it comes down back down to the mm-hmm. fact that a lot of it, a lot, a lot of the artists today were once mm-hmm. ota, otaku fans. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. the, the whole how dodingy works, and and the, the culture saying, of dodingy. We we did go mm-hmm. into that. I mean that was went into. And he talked about other things about how they were dreaming for the future and how a lot of these people were dreaming in the early 70s. Yeah. We had a lot of the robot shows and stuff like that. And some of that was spurred on because they had an interest in science and stuff like that because of the Apollo missions oh, yeah, and all these right. great things. Yeah. But then it just all stopped. And then anime kind of filled the void because they were putting in what their imagination that they couldn't do I in real life, like the giant robots, well. the Gundams. And- yeah. He had that sort of, uh, I guess, figurine sort of mm-hmm. timeline, which I thought was amazing because it had, you know, a normal space shuttle, mm-hmm. and then you got more, like, fighters, and then eventually the fighter grew legs, and then you got into mechs, and then it mm-hmm. he basically went with the anime trends throughout, I guess, mm-hmm. the And then how it eventually, so. eventually went down eventually to, Moe. to Moe. But then, <laughs> yeah. No, it went to Moe because of the 1995, and he said in the Q&A that was a key moment. Yeah. And it wasn't just no, no, things happened. It wasn't just yeah. Ava. We're not talking about anime. We're talking about it as you were going to say the no. earthquake yeah, in the, the Hanshin earthquake in Kobe. It was a Kobe. Oh, oh, I think it was Kobe. The Kobe. I think so, but I can't remember. The Great Hanshin earthquake and then the, and the, uh, the um, subway attacks and the subway attacks by the Omshin Rikyo. Tokyo. The Om attacks on the uh, Tokyo subway. The sarin gas attacks. That the, the, he he called that a polarizing. He referred to it as a polarizing moment. Like mm-hmm. a polar, as two polarizing incidents, ninety five being a polarizing incident because before said, it was like, as he said, before it was more post post apocalyptic anime, mm-hmm. and we could actually see that through Akira, through some of the robot anime and stuff like that, mm-hmm. through some of the ones, and then even at Ava as the pinnacle point, images yeah. after that, there was still anime like that. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. But as he said, a lot of it was a lot more yeah, brighter point, than it I used to be. It was very. And I remember writing down four points in relation to this. One, before anime depicted post-war crisis, yep, and now, post-war now, now crisis we have it in, was what we were now seeing. in now in crisis type th- stories. That's what we see in post ninety five. Suddenly, science lost its futuristic appeal. So certainly not certainly um, certainly not as positive. Mm-hmm. Um, images to substitute bright future. So as I said. Positive to negative. Perhaps heroes before, but no heroes after. Those are yep. the four points I remember right Yeah, you talked about right heroes right. and stuff like that, filling in that void. And now you can see where dating sims really started to take rise. 
And then the other interesting point to tie in that came from the Q&A as well that I talked about was community. And you don't hear that with otakus because they you what we really think of is just these solitary individuals that are at home mm-hmm. alone. Nary. Some of them maybe even hikamori. <laughs> but They're realistically, he said, with the internet, internet has given them power and it mm-hmm. keeps the media in check. And it also brings them community to get with each and other, why, just like Akibahara. And, and it gives them this power of community to keep them dreaming. That's what mm-hmm. I have written down that he and, talks and about. And in the end, that, that, that's, that's another point against the whole, like when, when the whole um, stabbings happened in June, in the, the Akihabara, uh, Akihabara tra- uh, tragedy back in June with that guy mm-hmm. who just went around stabbing people. Um, that's why, that's why you can sort of dismiss, you, this is another point why you can sort of dismiss that what happened there as just isolated as opposed to something otaku driven. Because mm-hmm. otakus aren't that, like, as a general rule, aren't isolated, aren't isolated. They do communicate with each other. So something. So there are other things. It, it's just a perceived isolation. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. because it's it, not physical. Because maybe it's not. Well, no, it, it's a. I mean, this this is again my sociological background talking. It's an in group. It's about your classic definition of an in group, where I mean, there, there's a social dynamic, and you know, to call them quote unquote antisocial wouldn't be correct. But if you're not a member of the community, you're completely left out, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you'll have no understanding of the social dynamics. And that's why, and that's you can't why, gain access that's why it. most outsiders really don't exactly get it. And the thing is, for or, us, you know, we can't say we, we we have a thought, a, a grasp of it, but we don't get it completely. We, we don't. Well, we're never not, going to get it completely. But the point is, because we have a, I mean, speaking as us. You know, individually, especially, I mean, the older of us, I mean, I hate to class myself there, but um, (laughs) he went through the sort of the, uh, the, you know, uh, the North American isolation of anime fandom. Mm -hmm. You sort of get it a little better because it was a niche. You had to be in the in-group, you know, around, you know, in the early to mid-90s when the internet was just starting up. Mm -hmm. Around here, you know, you would have to get involved in the right mailing list, the right Usenet group, mm-hmm. Find, stumble onto the right place, stumble onto mm-hmm. the you know the right website, just to get involved at all. Otherwise, you had no idea. And you know, there were certain nothing really opened this world up. I mean, in North America, until you got things like the Anime Turnpike showing up, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, people who didn't know where they would where they should go for these things could stumble on it. You could find it much more easily. Mm-hmm. It made access to that community a lot easier because here it wasn't so much a polar... It wasn't a, a social polarization. Mm-mm. It was just a lack of access. There was not enough people there and they were so geographically diverse mm-hmm. that you couldn't get access until you knew what you were doing. Yeah, and then that... But that, then again, that changed as the internet. That changed mm-hmm. as yeah. the internet got more popular. Yeah, um, So, I mean, we, that's it. the thing. We have a glimpse into what it's like yeah, we will never know. But we're mm-hmm. never going to fully understand it. Because mm-hmm. it's just cultural geography. Well, and I mean, you, yeah, have, yeah. you have a situation now where they're, I mean, physically isolated might be a better, uh, you know, a useful term there. But, I mean, there's a wide, huge community of otaku that aren't that geographically diverse. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. They're actually fairly localized. Yeah, but I wouldn't say only all real, that physically but, separate. Yeah, but I mean, they we saw deal with each other primarily electronically. And we yeah. saw that. And I think we got a hint of that <laughs> as we saw the Denjo Otoko story. As we saw, as yeah, we saw and, him, and that's right? one of those. That that's another one of those events that's going to open it up. Mm-hmm. And, and because the I media's like, paid a lot more attention to it since then. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the other issue. Yeah. I think in the Q and A, both um, professors talked about was the role of the Japanese government and how they're always late to the party, so to speak. And that when they want to like move the economy, obviously there's no natural resources in Japan, <laughs> as we well know, that they have to think of more innovative means. And usually they're the last to join the party. And it so happens that anime is one of them yep. trying to promote well, it again, as a culture with Asu government, and all but that. But governments are always late to the party. Yeah, I mean, that's how, that, I mean, that's that's God, that's then, it's not unique. That's but it's interesting talking you know, the to governments are, governments are primarily run, especially in social democracies, by 60-somethings. Sixty-something-year-old men, but it's rea- it's well, actually it's it's seventy-year-old no, it's 70 70 70 70 men. Okay, Japan's Japan a little older, older. Right, by not, but, but I mean, you have it, this not senior be the citizens. First to but then again, I always thought, like, I mean, to me, I, okay, I'll, I'll sorry, finish your point. Then okay, I'll the, give the point my is because it's run primarily by senior citizens, they don't exactly have their finger on the pulse of young society, which is the majority of the population, especially the majority of the population with money to inject. They don't have their finger on it. They have no idea. And so when it comes to things like, you know, what industries do we want to stimulate in economic times, their thought isn't going to be, you know, let's, let's put money into anime. It's never going to be that. It's always going to be, let's go back to our core roots. You know, let's strengthen the banking system. Which, may, the, which the may or may not sector. be outdated. Exactly. <laughs> but they're not going to know it's outdated. And the only time things are going to change is when the people who are 20-somethings now get to that age and then start inputting these ideas. But then they're 50 years out of date. <laughs> that's well, that's it's kind of different in that sense because we can actually tear that apart because talking, I think Professor, um, what was it, uh, Burnt, uh, sorry, I can't even think of the name because it has a D in between an N and a T. So burnt. if you can, Burnt. It's the German spelling. I know, it's the German spelling. That's why I'm <laughs> getting confused yeah. off the top Excellent. of my head. But... Um, I know talking since she's in uh, Yokohama National University, she said, our university isn't like we're out in the hills and we're a third-rate college or something like that. We're a national university. We're well-respected. And she said, all the kids that are in her classes, like talking to them and stuff like that, I think I put it in my notes as well, how they don't know about, they haven't been to Kaibuki or classical performances or anything Mm -hmm. like that. That is being promoted. Quote-unquote traditional. Traditional. They know more of modern things and techno things. They only know the modern stuff, not the old stuff. So then they run that gamut problem of some of us in the outside uh, world, in the Western world mostly, would like to learn and gather some of these things. Like I take interest in the tea ceremony. And I know the one fellow I was talking to at the after party, he was telling me from the Japan Foundation about um, how... They sometimes uh, sell certain things to um, people in Dubai and all these other places that basically they can make money off this. But the problem is they have all the younger people that would rather not do that. Yeah, but that's so now they have to find different areas to go after. And I said, well, anime is probably not (laughs) because of the intermingling of not just video games, but it's mostly anime, manga, and dating sims. That there's the darker side. And I said, you're gonna bite yourself in the behind later on because. Guess what? All the other world leaders are, are going to come to you one day 
And it's not going to be the small stuff that we watch. It's going to be the hardcore hentai shit that Adam's probably watching on his laptop at night. And probably the stalker uh, stuff that you talk about. Uh, what was it, Pico? No. And they're going to come to them. And they're going to have the concerned parent groups. And they're going to say, what the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck were you thinking? And why are you abusing these poor children like they're trying well, to do in the to UK? We have to wonder, though, what the possibility of and those it's things gonna being hurt easily them. translated to the foreign nations, though. I mean, sure, they could get a hand on them. But I don't think, you know, the German government's going to have a wide influx it's of... The perce- it's the perception well, thing, though. It's the okay, perception yeah. thing. Is there, it, it, you know, because that one relies on economy, mm-hmm. because you're only now starting, and I mean, this sort of started up a little bit in the '90s. Um, dating sims coming over to North America, even now, very few of them. They're very select, mm-hmm. and they're by and large very mainstream ones. They're ones that are designed to sell. Yeah. The They're problem. designed to sell the largest set of people, and you're. And I mean, things like you know, uh, whatever the the stalker sim one, the recent one that was actually. <laughs> well, the problem is play, that's rape, what play, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, those are the ones that are only starting to come over, because as with most things, somebody has to try it. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to give it a shot. They probably no, it's really popular the, over there. And, and, uh, and the other side shot. is. Mm-hmm. Um, you come. It just comes back down to one fact you brought up yeah. in that mm-hmm. little bit just now. The dating sim, the dating sim market in North America is on the decline. Is it actually on the decline? Well, I mean, it just doesn't. It certainly isn't what it was. No, I, I mean, mm-hmm. no, I wouldn't say it's on the decline. I'd say it never. I'd say it plateaued ages ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's such a niche market, you don't have the mainstream releases, mm-hmm. and the fact that I mean, that's uh, the perception I certainly I think, came up with. But, but but the other factor is North in North America, buying physical PC games. Has been on the decline. Mm-hmm. Because the, the need for electronic downloads. transactions has increased, which is why Steam got so popular. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. and that distribution method isn't always there. Mm-hmm. So you're playing catch up with these markets. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I I've played a good deal of the you know a lot of the stuff that got released in North America in the '90s. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm well behind the you know the, the curve on this stuff. But and the other thing is because nobody's really attempted to tie back into the anime market. Nobody's really picked up all those games that have anime series to them. Mm-hmm. But there's despite the cross marketing ability. There's the key thing though that we may be able to tell the difference, and I think I pointed it out to the fella. I said we may be able to make the differences and understand those riskier elements. But the problem is People in the outside world won't care if it's never going to be available to their outside world. They won't be able to make the distinction between dating sims and anime. They'll just know these images are probably closely related and could somehow mythically end up in their children's lap, even though the likelihood is probably very, very rare. You'd probably be hit by lightning, as they say, (laughs) well before. Yeah, the problem is I don't think that's really going to impact on the anime market to any significant degree, just by nature of the fact that, by and large, most of your anime sales are 18 to 25-year-olds. Yeah. They're past the point where mommy and daddy control what they watch. And most of these things that they've seen and weren't allowed to watch gives it a greater appeal. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Which is why Rayplay is probably going to sell spectacularly. If given the chance. No, I mean it's. I mean, I mean it's I mean, not to say are, it's out of market, but because of all people, the negative press. Yeah, I mean that. That's there's no such thing as bad press. It really isn't. I mean, no matter how much we see about, it, yeah, people and try I mean, to say otherwise or 
well, you know, know press press. That, that one went two ways. It's you know people started to you know saw the you know the big hubbub about it being on Amazon, and, and kind of wanted to check it out. <laughs> and the other people who right. you know like myself looked <laughs> at it and said, "What the hell's the big deal? This shit's been around forever." <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's the problem. Like we've talked about forever and ever. Like but, we understand all the things, but it's all those hidden elements when you promote something that you it really got to watch out because you never know when something's going to come and. Kick in the ass. Yeah, the parent groups are always going to complain about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let them complain. Let them be the parent group. It's just, it's probably more this the thing when it actually develops. You and know, they're going to complain about gay marriage one day. Yeah. Okay, but, they'll complain I mean, about I gay marriage. Agree. 20 years later, they'll forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, they still forgot about abortion, Adam, so tell me That's not parent group. I know, but the thing is, let parents be parents, protect their kids. Just don't think that they can act like that to adults. Well, no, and that's the thing. And that's where the arguments from the parent groups come from is, you know, we want to make sure our kids don't get this stuff. Which is So let's put the restrictions on there to prevent our kids getting it. Okay, no problem. I have no issue with this. You know, I'm all for, you know, preventing access. To those who shouldn't be. To, you know, to minors. But... That, per, that that limitation shouldn't be extended to those mm-hmm. to adults. And that's, that's, that, the, and that's the fear. Well, that's, the, that's other, the other, that's fear. Exactly. As, as, the other as video game fans. Pendulum, of course. And we got to wrap it up soon. Remember <laughs> in the 80s, of course, what anime was perceived as by the Western world. Oh, so it's just cartoons. that yeah. porn, cartoon porn. But that and didn't prevent other, it being released here. No, it didn't prevent it. In fact, it, that's it increased its appeal. <laughs> no, because especially to those you know those now, universities just... who had just come of age could now access this stuff because there was a you know larger community they were accessing mm-hmm. and it got more and more popular and this is where you know people taking risks on shows like Ranma at the time mm-hmm. got great payoffs for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway um I guess that's almost done. But it uh, all comes back to porn, doesn't it? Yeah, always. <laughs> it's always the starting porn. points for a lot of things. Um, uh, one last thing, and I and and this is Speaking a thought. Porn. And this is one last thought from uh, Mordecai Sensei. Um, he did. I remember just writing this note: persona equals space equals city. I guess that seems to be the bottom line with a lot of what he said. I think it really summed up what he talked about mm-hmm. as a whole. But I think the other power is we kept on talking about was it wasn't just the words it was really the words with the visual yeah. element like and he had it down so. you can tell he worked on this for a long time and had a science to it that mm-hmm. he really took the heart mm-hmm. he in it, it and he used it with the google oh, earth it's on it's ongoing yeah that's a thing with the google earth with the pictures with the graphs mm-hmm. and then with his words and commentary going along with it the other lecturer was very lecture life it was in, yeah. it was more traditional it was enjoyable but this one seemed to have so many elements that converged that yeah. you could have it spoken to anyone as it could be saying, at, could as, be as you said north. mike could yeah. be at anime north yeah no, yeah and, and it's something we could all enjoy and all of us and I'm probably sure could get, learn certainly, and certainly can get a laugh out of it too certainly that um the thing is okay uh i from what i understood this is um Professor Byrne, Professor Murakawa were had been going around to various places. If you have a chance to see either of them, if they if they, if they're going to be anywhere close, you owe it to yourself to go see these guys. I you think uh, Burnt, uh, Professor Burnt, um, 
it said on her slides, remember, it said Montreal, Edmonton, mm-hmm. and Toronto. They were from Mon- was because she was heading from Mon- they were both heading from Montreal. Oh, so they were going to Montreal. They were going to Montreal the next day. I so couldn't remember asking them. So I don't know exactly where, but um, they, I know that they were heading to Montreal. That's why they also mm-hmm. left the after party. Oh, we'll tell you about that after. <laughs> yeah, the after party was very good. The yeah, Japanese so were very kind to us. Yes. Uh, I'm sure they were the ones paying for it. So Yeah, but uh, we'll tell you more about it. But you, if you get a chance to see these guys, uh, either of these two professors, do so. Okay. And we'll talk about... Uh, like as I said, we'll put a we'll put up links to Morikawa's website in this paper because there is a short form version of his uh, of his lecture mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. Uh, on a PDF, and we're gonna and um, the organizers were good enough to give me to send it along. If you were on the Facebook group, you would know about this uh, link as well. But we're gonna put it up anyway. Um, as I said, uh, if you have a chance to see them, see them, and we'll talk about Professor Burnt next week. You're uh, not gonna mention the uh, famous "you can see it in their eyes" line. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Um, you want to do that one briefly because you you know you remember the context, right? Yeah, it was more the context of the, the, of the, the Q and A at the very and end the, the very end of the Q and A when he just had another good segue <laughs> into it. I can't remember what the actual question was from the audience member, but it was just an interesting effect of him talking about his life, how he was in to like uh, building models, and you know how about the model Gundams and all that, and how it kind of led to uh, his uh, degree in architecture and all that because he's like, oh, I've done models and stuff like that. Architecture is like the same thing. I don't know if he thought he would build a Gundam one day, but who knows? But it sounds like uh, many people in robotics are the same. But it was interesting. He talks about how Akibahara and even Otome Road, basically they were congregating, but they just knew who each other was. And it's obviously the word otaku was another thing he talked about and it's one many people have already heard before in the conventions they didn't know the actual person and that's where otaku deviate from but the thing with the eyes is i guess it's like you're an outside society but if you happen to see someone different you can literally stare him in the face and he said he could probably tell <laughs> if that person was an anime fan just by staring them in the face now i'm not sure how hard you have <laughs> to stare i've been staring at mike for a long time now and i, I don't know are you wow. an otaku I'm the thing is <laughs> what years ago yeah, it's a long story in itself uh, and then uh, we got time but not uh, that much and then uh, I think he talked about of course uh, it, it was more of an off the cuff remark where he talked about uh, females and he said man can they hide their otakuness very well that's his <laughs> one of his fine points that you kind of gave a nod to I remember Mike yeah, I just yeah. wrote that down for chuckles yeah but <laughs> You can see it in your eyes, and that hence the. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you can see it in females' eyes, because then that kind of took that all away. It's like, well, if they can hide it very well, then how can we stare them in the face and Why figure are you it out? looking at their face? When you see it in the picture, but when you see the pictures of the gir- of the girls in Ikiburkuro and Otome on Otome Road, mm-hmm. it doesn't appear that obvious. It doesn't see, appear nearly as obvious. At least, but I think just from on first blush, you don't think. Maybe, of it maybe you, let's put it in more perspective as to remember Shibuya, the females in that picture. I think there is an contrast. obviously yeah, there is a stark difference. Contrast. Yes, but, and now you could see the makeup. You could see. But the yeah, I think I think, in, I think you start seeing both extremes. Mm-hmm. Like the guy, like Akihabara is that extreme. Shibuya can be, is closer mm-hmm. to the other extreme. So the girls, mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle. I don't exactly know completely down the middle, but somewhere mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
Actually, we'll, t- we'll t- we should talk about that. We should talk a little bit more about the uh, other stuff, the after party afterwards, <laughs> after the in, after the break. We'll go through the bullets. I think we will and others and other items in short. We've already used up like a good hour twenty in this. Just that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, but this was deep stuff and it was good stuff. Um, I like it deep. Yeah, no, I'm sure you do. <laughs> deep throat. Jack, deep anything. Okay, so um, as I said, we'll talk. We'll continue. Uh, we'll continue on this and probably in the, like a little bit on the next segment. We'll certainly continue this next week as well. Um, that's the end of the segment. Back in a couple minutes. Uh, you're listening to the Anime <clears throat> Roundtable on thecomicden.com. What happened to Scorpio? Don't start this now. What happened to Scorpio? After summer comes the blitz. Could've, should've, would've. Doesn't change back and we got you right where we want you. Face it, Mr. Dent. I am not I, nor will I ever be her. Let him be, Bastion! That's so cute seeing you take that role so seriously. Modified Central Guiding, Auto Blitz, Parts 1 and 2, coming soon. At your service, Gossetin-sama! And the podcast now continues, Nicholas, Austin, Grant, and Greg around the table. Front of a live audience online via thecomicden.com, the official podcast of Anime North, and we can confirm that yet again. <laughs> you see that like Close there was call. any doubt. <laughs> Actually, there oh, was yeah. doubt. Well, lots we, of doubt. Only because we episode like, fifty type of doubt. <laughs> Actually, and with episode fifty going up this week. <laughs> Actually, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about because you want to you want to hear the whole version somewhere along the line, right? The, before what? we. Like episode fifty, the whole raw version, right? Well, I mean, uh, come on, I, I've intro. been pestering you on air yeah, since episode fifty one. Since, uh, since, <laughs> <laughs> since we taped episode fifty one, yeah. So um, yeah, well, it's up now. So uh, I'll update the feeds as we go. Uh, you know, I'll update the feeds, and then you can take a listen. So now you, everybody, can listen to just how on Neil and I were that night. And that's I think I put that in the description too. Oh, so. probably yeah. We we were we were really on our mm-hmm. game. Now yeah, the alcohol I mean, helped, but you. But. but the thing is, and the thing is, you guys can't like anyone who wasn't there that night still can't appreciate because still it's only an hour. Mm-hmm. It is only an hour, and for longer. And we didn't have the we didn't have the crowd mic. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of back and forth with us in the audience that. You're only getting half yeah. a conversation. Yeah. So um, when you mention the girls come in, you don't get to actually see them. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that that continues all night. Yeah, and you every and, time and somebody only one, came in. Unfortunately, in all that, I think there's only one or two incidents, but they were more like more like closer to half a dozen. But you will only oh, two. Any time somebody entered or left after the beginning of the show, it got mentioned. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the thing is, I I think I only caught it twice. Yeah, I think so. Two instances or something. Anyway, um, okay, so we wanted to just bring this up also. Um, the three of us, we stuck around for quite a while after the lectures were over, and we ultimately got invited to the after party. <laughs> well, no, it was yeah, kind of, we, kinda... you were talking to some people, you talked to the Consulate General um, of Japan for mm-hmm. Toronto. Yeah. And I, I talked to a few people at the yeah, after party, I mean, people from Japan Foundation, I talked to some of the guests. It's because... Uh, it's and because I know you were talking to a lot. I was talking to Tetsuo Yamashita, the uh, current Consul General in Toronto to Japan. 
Um, and we and I brought up like our Neil and I Neil and my past because of our past associations with the consul general, um, and his face lit up because um, he wasn't around for that. He wasn't around for what we what mm -hmm. Neil and I helped out with uh, back in 2000, which was uh, the Access Japan 2000 festival. Um, they held a lot of cultural uh, cultural things throughout the city, and I believe in like October and November of 2000. But the centerpiece was an anime film was an animated feature film festival, which happened at the ROM. That was the big part, and that got a lot of that. Probably that was the single thing that got the most attention. And we helped, and Neil and I helped out with that in terms of advising. And I actually uh, ran the box office. So, um, so uh, he remember, and he and he knew about that. So he knew about the uh, Yamashita-san knew about that, and um, we we struck up a nice conversation. So it was nice to reconnect with the, on a personal level. It was nice to reconnect with the with the consulate after all these years. And um, just for reference, um, and and they were and talking to the organizers, talking to the Japan Foundation Foundation director and the other mm -hmm. organizers, they were pleasantly surprised with the turnout. They were very ecstatic about the three hundred plus people who did come out, and they 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 did pretty much pa they almost packed the hall. Like it seemed very very full when mm -hmm. we were and in uh, there. and the thing is, if you keep up with fandom in Toronto, like you know. We did certainly. I did because I was a big part of it over the year, over the year, over the past ten years. You saw a good cross section of the history of Toronto anime mm -hmm. fandom at that at that lecture. I'm pretty. So I was, there to see I'm it. obviously pretty new to it, but even I recognize faces from like yeah. Anime North, mm -hmm. like the you can staff members. Yeah, and, and a lot of them are people who are on staff with Anime North who help out with with um, CN Anime, mm -hmm. and um, were members of the other university clubs back in the day. And um, one was what, like one of the great fan. One guy who went was like one of the great fan sub tape traders back then, and he still sort of keeps up uh, as Anime North staff. Um, another was one of my co MC was a co MC with me during the uh, Access Japan um, Access Japan uh, Film Festival. Um, and others are just a long time cosplayers. Also, um, you saw some very significant people in the cosplay community also come out for that. And obviously, and so that aside from the stu uh, from the, just the Ryerson students, and it was good that we RSVP that everyone who went yeah. RSVP because they needed they had to go to the list. They they overbooked on the RSVP list, so that was the only way you were getting in. Is they and we were told when you got there, make sure make sure to check that you're on the list because that's the only way you're going to get in. And there was and we saw the yeah no there were these staff and we got in the line and they actually asked us. What is What's your, your name? name? Now, you got to remember, some people had other people, so you never know mm -hmm. if they didn't get in. Because I put down myself and then my brother, mm -hmm. and then it was just under my name. And I had to say, this person is with me. Yeah, and I had or to... Else and you I, weren't. Yeah, and I, I, I only went under myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you RSVP too, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. The morning of, so I was mm -hmm. pretty lucky. You got lucky. Well, no, it sounds like probably they just did it because they wanted to have yeah. a final cutoff. But still, it was pretty full in there like yeah, it was, i it was full. i guess i was expecting it to be half full but it was a little more than even they were, and they were very surprised at mm -hmm. the turnout just they, just looking just by talking with all of them there and seemed I, to be uh, quite a bit of turnout at the after party too that we <laughs> we just managed to get there I, we learned a very valuable lesson they gave us this tiny map 
We should not have <laughs> followed it. I should have followed the German. Yeah, I should have followed her, but I didn't follow her because I was so content because, upon yeah, her, and then I got blamed. She was being, this. yeah, and she was being, um, she was being escorted by, uh, Here by it is. from the um, Japan Foundation. Here so. it is. It actually says to go up, go along Grilled Street, and there you go. That's what it says. But all we had to do was walk across church, and there it was. Because that entrance did that it sense. the entrance on one street, but the real entrance was on the other street. It was on church. And so. we've never been to Ryerson, so stupid us. It we thought, oh, maybe they're doing I mean, something else. I remember <laughs> the, the land that the, Vari, that the George Vari building stands on now is a parking lot. I never knew about yeah. that building, personally, so... I guess it's a bit I mean, of an upgrade. I, I, I actually hadn't realized there was a building there until yeah. uh, my bar ads course was ended up being there. Mm-hmm. So I the only know, reason I down and the only reason street. I recognized the area was because of the uh, supermarket, the metro behind oh, it, the in, metro. The old, mm-hmm. in the old uh, in the studio condos, which had been there for years. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but it was you know as I said, a great time had by all. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone here, you know, and I want to say this publicly on air. Um, you guys all conducted yourself great. <laughs> no, but you knew how to, like, like, I mean, you certainly um, felt a place. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, the free food and beer That'll helped. usually do it. Yeah, well, actually, it was kind of funny I mean, because I didn't, we, we, it was funny, we actually did, weren't going to do anything. They were actually giving us the <laughs> alcohol and the food. They were telling us, like, the one guy please from down, the Japan Foundation, when he was talking, we were talking up a storm. And then he's pouring me more beer. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, oh, my goodness, I'm going to float home. Yeah, and... <laughs> Yeah, it was that type of night. It was that type no, of night. No, there so. was... There, I was just amazed the amount of food and drink that was there. And it was probably all on the taxpayer of Japan. <laughs> it was, it was, it was and, on the Japan and so, and so all I have to say... Yeah, because Japan Foundation and yeah, the I mean, consulate are all a part of them, Japan. I saw them right oh, yeah, I the just, I just, I saw them right in the check-in. I was thinking to myself, oh, God, why Poor did you... It's like, but they're going to yeah. be like, why are these people here? <laughs> they're not a part of the staff. <laughs> but the thing but is... You know, as I said, we struck up some great conversations oh, with yeah, Ryerson administration, with um, with Japan consul- Foundation, with, Japan with, Foundation the people, with the consulate, James brother. <laughs> hey, he's listening. I talked to the Matt. moderator. I talked to the guests. Mm-hmm. I talked to everyone. You yeah. probably did at the Japan Foundation. And we talked with professors from other universities. Yeah. That was interesting. We even talked, like, we talked with um, people who are would be um, doc- uh, documentary filmmakers. We'll talk about that another mm-hmm. time. We talked to Jiro Okada. Who yeah, was, uh, who's um, he was with Ocean, but he said he's now doing his masters with Ryerson. It was an interesting ma- masters. Uh, Thing he was going to do i think it was based on cosplay because he said oh, it was cool. interesting when he came to north america to see cosplay he's like what's this <laughs> and so i think he was doing something a comparative nature between japan and north america because mm-hmm. we, we were talking about that i'm sure you'll have a say on uh, thoughts on that somewhere along the line adam <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's silent adam's silent <laughs> what am i supposed to say you guys are talking about shit you did <laughs> But I'm sure I know. wasn't there. What am I, I supposed know, to I say? <laughs> but the thing is, as I said, great time had by all. Um, First to... time in years I had sweet potato fries. Yeah. Well, actually, no. <laughs> because we had those fries and we were looking at each other. You, you and walked this to a bar. You order sweet potato yeah, fries. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're not <laughs> difficult to come with. The thing is, yeah, you're right. It's just that it had been, like, I had only had them for the first time sometime last year. Mm-hmm. So. 
I'm not Chelsea, a fan. So. Chelsea, Chelsea, how, Chelsea, how much I get out there. There were good wings, too. Oh, I heard yeah, everyone really, really liked yeah. the wings. Like, it was funny. Like, we all sat there. We had a lot of fun. There was a lot of discussion going around. It was a very, it was noisy in that room. It was room. noisy in that room, but it was still. Like, I, they, they felt that. Like, it was interesting just going in there and very open, very interesting yeah. discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we say, the people of Japan were kind enough to uh, waste their tax dollars on us folk. Uh, yeah, boy, if they know about this. <laughs> Don't worry, they'll have to translate this first. Yeah. Okay, um, let's go to the bullets. Do we have bullets? A few. And these are items that may or may not take up the entire segment. Uh, this is the usual stuff. This is the usual disclaimer. We always stick on them. Um, these are only yes, we for could short- get rambling. Yeah, we could get. Don't rambling. expect us to actually hit all of the bullets. <laughs> and we have at least, and we have yes. three on tap. Well, actually, we how many we actually do? Well, we'll use that Letterman's line. I only we don't know two. how many we're going to do. So please, 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 no wagering. Okay, I actually took the two Akibahara ones just because. Remember, we talked yeah. about uh, the one fellow uh, Morikawa, and we also, I, I, he was fresh in my mind because I kept mm-hmm. on thinking of. Si- Funny things, but we now know what the new threat in Akibahara is, and, and it's French schoolboys. Yeah, okay, so item schoolboys. Item French huh. teen uh, on Japan pro French teens arrested for stealing video games from electronic store in Akihabara. You know the story because uh, I'm just. Do we know through. what kind? Of, what specific system? Well, these I'll tell you. Games. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I don't know the specific thing, but basically, what it says. The boys stole products on over 18 occasions, hauling in 92 games and seven consoles from a soft map uh, store. Nobody okay. tried to stop them as they walked down to the store with the stolen goods, which they then immediately sold to the game buying counter next door, also operated by SoftMap. <laughs> it was estimated the boys made around a million, 1 million yen, about 10,000 US dollars. That's what uh, the going great probably was at that point from their crime. The, last the boys, the- supposedly this went on for a long, long time. And then when they were arrested, the boys have admitted their guilt by telling the police Japanese people should not be trusting of others. Because obviously there is a lot of just walking out the door, going to the counter, selling it, uh, making money. I think now, Japanese the- people should not be so retarded. <laughs> well, like, okay, if anybody, if anybody, have you ever heard of the concept of somebody picking up a video game console at any store in North America <laughs> and being no, able to get games. two feet away games. from yeah. the store? Yeah, it's not out the door. <laughs> just a game, too. No, because the games but, are usually on the shelf just in the security box. Yeah. So you can get that out the door. You just got to run because that thing's gone. Well, you're just going to get... Um, the console... Yeah, it's a, no, it's like a heavy box. box. But we're talking chain to the desk. But the thing is, that we're not talking, in, we are talking game stores. Here, though. We are talking game stores. They're all behind. Yeah, like yeah, they're all behind oh, like the counter. EB. But they were talking yeah. about guy, these guys getting away with games, not. But I think because they walked off with seven, yeah, they consoles. seven consoles. No, they, we, no, they hauling in not, not ninety-two games. Oh, and seven. Yeah, yeah that's seven, seven consoles. But no, the other issue. Which is funny. No, no, that, that's what <laughs> you know, you see like someone with a PS3 just walking out the door like a suitcase. I mean, well, it was just in the pile by the door. I didn't notice he'd gone well, off with I it. I thought they were free. <laughs> no one was buying them, so... Could they were foreigners. Why would foreigners walk out the door with the thing is, We went on this little bit about how foreigners <clears throat> are perceived at times in, well, or, in Japan. And the whole bit about you know, prejudice. Um, and the, But the, the thing is, sometimes foreigners <coughs> don't help themselves because they, because of their general, because sometimes they do at, behave badly. 
I mean, we had this discussion. Well, yeah, but like, foreigners but, behave, but, behave badly in... That, that's how foreigners behave. Go to any country. Mm-hmm. Foreigners always behave badly. Oh. Be- but, I mean, in, in because it's not the same culture. They behave differently mm-hmm. at home. They, you know, try to emulate the culture oftentimes, but they just mm-hmm. don't succeed all that well. Just based on lack mm-hmm. of practice. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just know... And I mean, it's just exotic and weird, and, and maybe some I can people get just away with try and take advantage mm-hmm. of this by the fact that you know they went into the video game store and realized you've got one guy working the desk. There's eight million dollars <laughs> worth of product laying on the floor, and not behind the desk, not behind, behind anything, <laughs> because Japanese people are by and large considerably more polite. They understand that mm-hmm. you know th- there's no thought of them stealing this shit. But what? But that's Japanese people. That's Japanese people, you know, and the, the you know the their entire business model is based on an assumption about how people are going to act, <laughs> mm-hmm. as opposed to the North American assumption, which is treat everybody like a potential thief. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and there is actually know, additional... once again another black eye for the French. <laughs> the French nation. Did they surrender shortly thereafter? <laughs> well, you know, no, they, they did say that, but you know, it's funny why they did it. In one of the updates, and it Presumably was... Presumably like, they wanted the money. No, right? they said they were from an international school, so obviously yeah. that's why they were in Japan. And so they said they stole the game so they could have as much spending money as their rich classmates. That was their whole raison d'etre. So, so More that, money so, that, so that, they can the, beat against... like the, uh, the, the social crack, the... I'm we're making a social statement. <laughs> yeah, here. I'm surprised. We're like, not just stealing shit. <laughs> we're trying and to selling it back to you. This is a message we're sending. I'm surprised their excuse Protest. wasn't some sort of performance art thing because going through, <laughs> that a better one. going through fine arts at York, I could see that as an excuse. Like I could see a bunch of York students going and doing the same and thing then, and, and then calling it some sort of art experiment. We were <laughs> The inadequacies, yeah. of, the, the inadequacies of social assumptions. And then, and then, and then in public, they can you know take a sledgehammer to the. I'm just trying to think how long this like ten thousand murders in the ground. <laughs> so I still, I still wonder what they would need ten thousand dollars for. What their rich friends Who were doesn't doing. need ten thousand yeah. dollars. My only and guess if, is they were fine clubbing. And, and if you find somebody, uh, bring them to me because I'll take it. Yeah, if you find someone who doesn't need $10,000, just help them out and relieve them of the burden. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have a thought or do we get to the next one? We can get to the next okay. one. I think we Unless made all any other jokes we can possibly make Okay. Um, frog jokes? Akibana, uh, Akibana.com item. Akiba Destruction Therapy for Stress Relief. Uh, James, you want to take uh, go again? Well, I guess it's more of a highlighting of this one little shop in Akibahara. And basically, it's, I guess, this truck. And basically, it looks like it has some plastic wrap and all that stuff as a door. And basically, you go in and you basically destroy stuff. You basically smash all these plates and all these different things to relieve your stress. See, this is the sort of junk I want to see more often. So it says yeah. smashing takes place inside so, the truck. I sometimes get surprised that's then, not common. Well, I mean, you'll usually find at fairs, like they'll have the car set up for you to go out mm. with the sledgehammer, but they've already removed the glass. So you take <laughs> <it off. laughs> no, there's other... For tempered. And the first guy who got to it took the mirrors off. So. <laughs> You know, you 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 know, you can put a dent in the side, but you're not actually taking anything <laughs> really, out. Supposedly, I mean, you can also hire someone to smash things with you. 
and all the things you job. can smash <laughs> are rejects of plates and all these other things that didn't make it through uh, their factory. Well, that that makes sense because I mean, if you're just gonna if you're just gonna break it down for raw materials anyway, well dude, the just job let easier, some, yeah. you know make twenty bucks and let someone take it down. Someone, so somebody, it's like two hundred yen. Pay smash something. Yeah, yeah. That's two hundred yen. Okay, that's about uh, two bucks. Um, <laughs> That's pretty reasonable. Yeah, that's, that's I pay two bucks. Yeah, for <laughs> let somebody pay a small amount for the privilege. Actually, though, uh, um, a couple of lawyers. Uh, I was sitting in motions court on Thursday, and we actually we came to this discussion of a really good way to make some easy money right here in Toronto. Um, the U.S. Embassy. You're not allowed bringing any manner of electronics into this place, including a BlackBerry at all. Okay. None. Clean iPhone. <laughs> like there, there are literally no. I'm sure, I'm sure they do this. The staff are not allowed to hold them. Mm-hmm. So where do you leave them? So what? Gen- what people by and large do, and if you actually hang out around there, it's an interesting sight to see. Is people will often go out. I mean, it, it's an embassy, right? So there's like gardens and mm-hmm. planters and whatnot hanging around. People will go out and dig holes <laughs> and bury their electronics. <laughs> And then hope it's there afterward. So we were thinking, you get a license for a hot dog cart. It's not allow you to just sort of hang out, right? Charge 20 bucks to hold it. Good business opportunity. Everybody will pay you. Because most people get there, don't realize that, oh shit, this rule is in effect. I wasn't actually allowed to take this stuff in. You should have said this out loud. Why? Because now there's yourself. going to be 8,000 yeah. hot dog carts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll, and they'll saturate the well. market, and in a year when nobody's making money... They'll go down. <laughs> I can, you know, cash in on it. Actually, no, I really have no motivation to operate a hot yeah. dog cart in Toronto. <laughs> no, so. no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Oh. Interesting idea, though. Well, the thing is, it's not, it's not in, in itself, it's nothing unique. Probably the pay scale. <laughs> well, the, the other thing is, the really more expensive really end is 1,000 yen. And what does that get you? The massage? Uh, <laughs> you get the happy ending with the smashing plates? <laughs> you, you get the happy ending with this nurse here I see in the picture? Or is this something else? That's oh, no. Oh, all you need is... Okay, this Probably is something, something else. else. We should stick this one. Well, it'll be in the link, I hope. <laughs> is it? I just... Happy I mean, ending. <laughs> happy ending. So. But it's... Oh. Okay. You're shaking your head. Is there something else you want to add? Should we get to the third item? But I think it's mostly near a subway station because I think I can't remember it was in another thing because this was linked from somewhere else and I just thought this was the more appropriate one to show okay but um, I think they said they were close enough to a subway station that they said it made sense that the clientele would be so pissed off or just annoyed from work they come in they want to release some stress so instead of doing some video games like some shooters or something that they just smash things did you say what the uh, thousand yen one difference was or does it not say I think it depends on how big the thing is okay. that you're going to oh, smash, and if you have a partner, and if you have a partner with you as well. Oh, okay. So uh, to help you like smash things. More time, more nicer stuff to bash. <laughs> I maintain combining this with a brothel. Because if I got to smash vases while getting a blowjob, <laughs> well, the other I, thing- I, I, I don't need to say anymore. The mind does all the work on this one. I, I, I mean, I, I can. I'm having different. I'm going with different ways to end that sentence, and that's the idea, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Well, the other yes, thing is the is. companion does other things. For I just been reading more and more of it is like supposedly they say um, after uh, the built up and uh, plate. What is it? 
it basically talks about how uh, they're supportive and they actually cheer you on. <laughs> and basically, standing behind you, they say that one of them that was behind them, standing behind you, he claps his hands after a good throw and urges you on with a great job. It gave a very nice sound. <laughs> now let's throw more. The yeah. Japanese thought of everything. everything I, I kind of like to see an Owen Don Elite Agent sort of thing set up with a <laughs> cheer squad behind you as you're smashing these things. But like, who's going to push be... the button? <laughs> okay. But no, I just thought that was interesting. It doesn't actually have to be a supporting full Owen Don, but just like the dance troupe, you know, the organized dance. No, I like the idea of just random crowd. <laughs> like with oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a soccer crowd. <laughs> So now you can, like, choose what type of supporter you, you want. You tell them your name, cosplay. they'll chant it out. <laughs> exactly. Ole, 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 ole. Okay. <laughs> That's not always interesting. They, can't, they can help you, but they can also cheer you on. I'm sure they'll... <laughs> okay. That'd probably be a dangerous thing if you have someone with something in their hand and you're cheering them on. You say the wrong thing. <laughs> I'd, I'd want a little danger pay on that. Hammer throw instead okay. of... <laughs> um, all right, so let's get to the last one. Uh... And it goes to the UK, and they're banning stuff again. Well, it's more of the continuation that we talked about before. Yeah, uh, UK bans lolly. All children are victims. You you, you looked this up. This is the first time I'm seeing about it. Well, it kind of is a culmination of different things, but it also comes from the actual parliament uh, of the UK, the actual uh, notes, the official transcripts, if we, we may. And I'm not sure how to describe it because a lot of people have already talked about basically what they're saying is that any images that are unhealthy I mean, we've gone through are yeah. basically I mean, they're trying to ban. So they're basically trying to ban thought. And then many of them well, yeah, are talking about stuff we've already mm-hmm. talked about. Like, well, how exactly can you do that? Because each person has their own thought process, their own drawing style. Like, and each person can determine it on their own. So how do you do it? And they also switched language. Originally, they had an age, and they said, I think, 18 and under. And then they changed that language to children in the act or in the writing. See, this doesn't really surprise me. And I mean, the the how do you control thought that way? It's actually not that difficult with uh, the way UK laws have been set up over the past, I'd say, probably five to ten years. The antisocial behavior laws that have come into being basically come basically institute community moral policing. Any anything which is considered to be quote unquote antisocial behavior, which I mean is a broad enough term that it can comprise anything, you're encouraged to report your neighbors. Who can be either, you know, fined or put in jail for this stuff. Just for being... There's some, well, no, antisocial isn't quite the way you'd think that way. Antisocial is not like the isolated loner type antisocial we tend to think of. Antisocial is just anything that is not the, the social norm. Right? If okay, you, uh, is, well, one, of the, one of the best examples that I've heard is... Um, mm-hmm. Now, quite often, I mean, especially in larger cities in... England, you don't have driveways. Okay. The houses just don't have them, right? Mm-hmm. So if a guy wants to fix his motorcycle, for example, he by and large has to do it in his home. It's the only place you can do it. So this requires starting an engine inside the house. That's antisocial behavior. In what sense? 
in that somebody can report you. For, because it's weird. Because it's, yeah, it's weird. It's different. Well, there's an interesting... And you can be subject to fines and penalties for this. Despite, even if you went to the neighbor and said, look, I want to, you know, fix my bike. What time would be convenient for you? You know, it, just based on noise. Doesn't matter. So it's just based on weirdness? Then? Yes, so that's had, exactly so, it. So there's no like, definition. So if you had like 18 ferrets, they would like phone you and think <laughs> that's weird. So. Well, that's the thing. Because, it, because it's not based on any, you know, preset definition. Mm-hmm. It's left as broad as antisocial behavior. And it's not that the police wander around and patrol. Which Your neighbors are encouraged yeah. to turn you in. <laughs> So that's you've got lynch mobs. You've got legalized yeah. lynch mobs for this stuff. So and that's where it's going to fall in. Mm-hmm. Is all of a sudden these you know having this sort of picture, this it's, sort of it's interest, kind of, it's kind of it's is kind of, well, there's, there's two other things actually that probably Adam it's can kind of back on. ass words. Yeah, and it they is. were. I mean, the I believe is, that I uh, the knuck and futs is about. I know. It's just that, like, there's some... Okay, give me a thought. Give me a thought. Sorry. Other issues that they brought up in the debate and stuff like that with the MPs and other people. One of them was, and they were giving a hypothetical situation, and here's here it is. Let us assume that for the purpose of this argument, and I were separately doodling the sorts of images described in the measure, and that once we finished, we tore them up, threw them away, and showed them to nobody. Nobody. Would he expect that the doodling should lead us to be prosecuted under the clause? And this is the response. If someone retrieves it and then it is discovered that it is grossly offensive, disgusting, or of an otherwise obscene character, an image that could be of such nature that it would be solely or principally used for the purpose of sexual arousal, what he had engaged in would be improper and should not be approved of or sanctioned by the law. So, what would you say on that, Adam? Like, <laughs> that's wordy. That, 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 wordy. It is wordy. It is wordy. I'm, yeah. I'm well, it's wordy, say. and I mean that that's parliamentary debates for you. No, I know. I I, I hope you can. But I'm like, think. I mean, I try to wrap my head around this sort of thought process, and if I was in, you know, if I was in their mentality, where it's, you know, where it, I mean, that's real. This is this is social control. Mm-hmm. And that's all it's designed to do. You know, I could see pushing this stuff to get as, get away with it as far as I could possibly. But I mean, given the mindset I'm, you know, personally in, which is that, you know, I'm of the, why would you censor anything? Mm-hmm. You know, there's no victim. There's no personal victim here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you're just trying to institute social control because you, some, because, you know, the majority of people don't like this. Or some number of people consider this offensive, mm-hmm. that all of a sudden it shouldn't be allowed. Mm-hmm. And the the you know the idea of we should prosecute you for drawing something that if somebody went to some immeasurable effort to retrieve from a garbage can, from a garbage up can and that if they went to an immeasurable that if somebody happened to go to an immeasur- immeasurable measures to you know retrieve. And happened to find it offensive. This could be slightly problematic for one individual. And so I should be prosecuted. Despite the fact that, you know, you could argue I'm, you know, expressing artistic freedom. 
The fact that I've torn it up and thrown it out means it's not harming anybody. Reasonably. You know, it wouldn't, that certainly wouldn't harm a reasonable person. You've gone to the point where you're, you're, sound- you're protecting unreasonable situations. It just sounds desperate. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. But that's how social control works. I mean, is it really any different than, you know, not allowing Jewish business owners to run their business? People will say you're sounding outrageous, but the thing is... They're going to say I sound outrageous, but, <laughs> but is there again, really that much difference? Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. You know, you're preventing somebody from doing something on the basis that it's possible it might harm someone. Like, and, and it's not that there's even a reasonable possibility. It's just... There's an incredibly outward possibility. And it's enough. But that's enough. Because it's not that, because, I mean, the, the, despite what they're saying, these laws are not designed to protect people from harm. They're designed to control. Exactly. They're designed to promote a particular is, way of thinking and a particular and the, way of and acting. And that's, the, that's, the, that's just the scary part. Yes. That, that's what scares me. And the fact that this I mean, exists it's, it's just not, in a, in it's a Western not, culture. It's not, pra- mm-hmm. it's just, it just doesn't sound, it sounds contradictory to what we think should be. Yeah. That's exactly it. It sounds contradictory. And now, I mean, from a legal standpoint, a great deal of the reason why this happens is, I mean, A, because people just accept it. B, the UK doesn't have a written constitution. The UK has a number of constitutional principles. But as a result of this, they don't have... And they've refused to accept any measure of uh, like bills of rights mm-hmm. or anything to that to that extent. So now, while you can certainly argue that, well, you know, people should have these rights, and there's going to be people who are outraged by these concepts. There's no, there's less legal argument for them to rely upon in dispute of it. And just now, because now there's the nothing there that, that protects. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The, now, is, the unconstitutional because... argument doesn't really hasn't really been flying too well in the U.S. despite a number of measures that were passed that are blatantly unconstitutional. But the point is you have a group of people who is who actually has a real argument. They can't just say, well, that's not fair. It's like, no, 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 no. There's this section of the law which says you can't do that. Mm-hmm. The, the, but in the UK, you have something that's just open to constant. Well, the thing is, there's just nothing to fall back on. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Parliament is the highest authority mm-hmm. on everything, which may or may not. Mm-hmm. And that's not always like the thing is that that means it can go. It can be chaotic. Yeah, exactly. It that, that's to one of chaos. the most dangerous things imaginable because it can because it can only it can it can do it can change based on a whim. Exactly. And that's. Mm-hmm. And some, and the thing is, it can, on the whim of a majority. And if that majority is mad, so what? It goes with it anyway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. That's the idea with constitutions. It's to protect the people from itself sometimes too. It's to protect the people from the state. Mm-hmm. Is the is the point? Mm-hmm. But so yeah, but it's to protect it from. It's protect. It's to protect from madness. Yeah. So if that's not there, mm-hmm. who's to say it couldn't be? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know, that's sobering note. Yeah. 
I think we fired off all the bullets. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So when we come back, uh, in the as part of final insults, we'll reflect on three years of the roundtable since everyone else hasn't. Since I'm the only person who said something about it. Your mom did last night. Yeah, I'm sure. She said a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Back with uh, back to wrap in a couple of seconds. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Hi, I'm DJ City. Hi, I'm DJ Gladiator. We are the Japan Experience. Where you you can hear us talking about Japan, travel, and music. So check us out at our new website at www.jradio.net. Or you can check us out on your local podcast server, including iTunes. We are TJX, the Japan Experience. talking about mike's mom yeah the stuff she does with her tongue (laughs) cute Uh, (laughs) so you admit cute okay so so uh, the xbox bit uh suing over an xbox no, I just I just saw it because it said Yale student sues airline for well, one million over loss for the bullets now, James. Go, <laughs> go, go. I mean, the bullets can just keep going and going. I mean, no, it was just a random headline. It's like, jeez, yeah, no, that was funny. And it, I was just saying, wow, that must have been one hell of a three hundred and sixty. Which to it be might, worth and, one and million dollars. But the thing is, it may not be like it might have been a hell of a three hundred and sixty. And that's like it, like considering the mo- the all the modern. I'm, I'm waiting for him to get it. Xboxes. I'm waiting for him to get back, and then it red rings. <laughs> and then he's just going to be like, damn you, it sues them again. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, well, first of all, we're, we're at the end. So, once again, if you have any questions or comments, uh, email us, roundtable at thecomicden.com. Um, website, www.animeroundtable.com. Leave comments on the blogs. Thank you for the kind words on our third anniversary. We'll get something. Actually, we have something to say about that in a couple seconds. Um, don't forget, we're on iTunes. Oh, when I update the feed, uh, we're on. We have a group on Facebook, Podcast Pickle. Um, you name it, probably there. Uh, so you know, hit a, hit us up for those. Uh, uh, final insults. Um, oh, and one quick reminder also. White Day is this Saturday, which is which also is the end of our first contest. Once again, between I think it's episodes uh, fifty-eight through sixty-two, I believe so, or or fifty-seven 50, through sixty-two, yeah. or something like that. It's on the blog. It's, I a, believe it's on the so. blog. Well, it's a, it's in past episodes. It was I mentioned it in episode fifty. I mentioned it if in you cared, you've back. listened to it. <laughs> if you cared, you've listened to it. I'll put it in writing also. Um, we played six uh, six uh, six um. Japanese pro wrestling pro wrestlers theme songs in the order they were they were uh, they were introduced. I think it was in, starting in episode fifty seven. It was the beginning of the um, mm. of the Etobicoke episodes when we start taping here. Uh, in the order they were presented, name the wrestlers, name the wrestlers, match the episode with the wrestlers. And uh, we have an ent- we have a couple entries. I can tell you that that we do have a correct entry amongst them, so there will be a winner. Give yourself a chance if you know them. Write us, uh, write us on the email. Uh, write us uh, when you email us with your entry. If you do, 
Um, name, give me, give us your first and last name, honestly, and the city you're, and the town you're from, town and state or province you're from. So we can when we do, when we do Probably the address helps too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can deal with that. We yeah. can deal with that afterwards. But when we um, announce the winner, we'd like to at least let you know where they're from. You have until uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time, on <laughs> March fourteenth. Yeah. So basically, and the end of March. Hopefully, 14th. you set your clock ahead too. That helps yeah. as well. Still having trouble adjusting to that too. Um, okay, so uh, but yeah, you have until the end of Saturday to do that. And as I said, uh, if you have any questions, you know, email us too. And we'll put up the uh, rules appropriately. Okay, final insults. Um, Jeff, thanks a lot. Uh, do you have one? Thanks a lot for doing the show. Oh, no problem. <laughs> this week. Uh, just like a general one, I guess? Or? Anything. Anything you want to say. Well, I guess um, just uh, the professor, the uh, lecture, I had a chance to talk to him just very briefly at the end of his thing. I got him just to sign the program. Cause, <laughs> I, you know, he, he was a really, you know, I thought he was a great lecturer. I mean, it was it was almost more of a presentation than it was a lecture. It's more of a comedy act. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I just had this great, I guess not great, but I had this moment where I asked him if he knew anything about, you know, the area. And of course, you know, he didn't because he's from Japan. So, and I just, because uh, I noticed an interesting, I guess, comparison between what he was talking about Akihabara and, and things like Pacific Mall here. I mean, it's a tangential at best comparison, but there is a few... It's remote, certainly. Yeah, yeah. but there is a store, there are stores in Pacific Mall that seem to have started out as like you know electronics or car repair shops i mean that's what they still say they have a few of you know the remains of what was in them but they have you know obviously transformed into more model kit anime related stores and yes i can i know which yeah i can i can envision the shops there and i just you know it's obviously on a much smaller localized scale but i did find it interesting that there was you know in our small little, you know, at least in my, I grew up in Scarborough, so in the general area, there was sort of a small part of that. And I asked him if he had done, like, obviously he had done Korea, but I was curious if he'd known if there were any, I guess, Japan towns around the world that maybe, you know... Or, pocket, or similar pockets. Yeah, similar yeah, pockets in, that maybe a similar uh, change had happened. He obviously said no, but he you know, he'd be interested in research. And I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't doubt that I would exist. Yeah. Too. So, mm. I mean, I'm pretty sure if we give him the opportunity <laughs> to look, he'll find something real interesting. But, but it's an interesting thought mm-hmm. because it is, you do, there, it is here to an extent. Mm-hmm. We, Not there, a large we're seeing, extent, but we're seeing, I mean, we, I mean, what he said whole rings true because we can relate it to ourselves too. I mean, it's not... It's a different culture, but it's one that has obviously grown and based I mean, itself a, a little bit off of mm-hmm. the Japanese version of it, so... It's there. It, it can be certainly there. But yeah, it's a good thought. It is an interesting thought. Thanks. Uh, James? Oh, you're motioning to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to motion to someone uh, else. Adam, uh, I know Adam will have one, but, you know... I'll pull one out of his have, pants. Yeah, but anyway. those are big pants. Uh, okay. <laughs> James. Um, well, I was thinking about uh, what you were saying, and I read um, the post on the uh, 30th anniversary, and thinking about it, three years, long time. I, I, I guess I couldn't envision being in Mike's condo, sitting at a very nice uh, table, compared to three years ago when we were in a classroom in Bethune. <laughs> I was sitting in one of those classroom tables, uh, Desks. <laughs> desks where the desk and the chair connected to each other and you feel 
like you're going to die because you're moving on this plastic chair that is crushing you with the table. <laughs> and then graduating to a chair, well, I don't know what you would call this, but a chair that obviously is of more comfort and more... Adam, Adam uh, and Jeff can't say that, though, because of those IKEA chairs that they're sitting on. Probably still, that, still a step Well, someone it. has to suffer, the, unfortunately, and I suffered the first year, so... The thing is, it's a, step, it's a step forward still from probably what was in there. Oh, but I, I, I must admit, when you first uh, asked me to uh, do the experiment, I must say that I didn't envision the morphing that would happen and the people that we would have um, going and, through. And the, and the small notoriety, too. Yeah, to that, that was a little odd to have your voice recognized at a convention in Toronto. It's, it's, been, it's been a good ride. We're still, we're still, we're still going, though. You know mm-hmm. that. It was just one of those oddities, and it was obviously one of the uh, listeners' blade. Uh, yeah, it was Buster Blader, I believe. It was Buster was the Blader one, or yeah, somebody else? Was the, no, it was him, I okay. believe. But he, he's become like we see him quite a bit too. But days. no, it was before I knew who he was in person mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's odd when someone will recognize your voice and stuff like that because we're obviously doing this on our own time. It's just. Um, our own little thing that we do for no one's enjoyment, but probably really our own. own. Because <laughs> frankly, yeah. why would we come back if? Frankly, our own. <laughs> but thanks. But thanks for taking up the offer all the, uh, three years ago too. So mm-hmm. because we, I was really looking around for that people to help mm-hmm. do the show at the time. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he'll be on. Yeah, James will be back on for sure. Um, as for somebody who's <laughs> in danger, uh, Adam. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Adam, and Adam's been around for the ride for half the time, but yeah, it's just about but he's half made, but he's, now. He's certainly given like he's added his own identity to certainly to this show. Too. Well, I mean, I, I recall, I remember, you know, when you started this idea, and I was invited, and just never had the time, given that I was still in school. And mm-hmm. I think right about that time, I was, I mean, I was still fairly heavily involved in Yama, and I had evening classes for at least a significant <laughs> portion of the time on Thursday nights. So it really sort of ate into the possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I'd graduated, I actually started showing up here. I think it was September 07. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty accurate. Mm. Yeah, that's September right. 07. Yeah, we did a couple of shows still into the, into the third, se- in what would be the show's second full season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the second full season. Like we, a couple shows in, we introduced Adam for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and more, unfortunately, we introduced, uh, he, he was introduced with Neil at the same time. I thought you were going to uh, say you introduced the plague. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about kilts for some yeah, point. Oh, uh, Tilla kilts yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, yeah, the, the X-kilts, yeah. yeah. I thought you guys episode. were going to wear those like to <laughs> Anime <laughs> North. You'd have like the special kilts. I was thinking about mm-hmm. it. But, I mean, um, given the, the feedback, I mean, that I've gotten personally mm-hmm. with regard to, you know, how the show is, I mean, I don't want to take credit for any, for its <laughs> change, but... It's, I mean, it, I, it, it, that's a lot, a lot the of the feedback is, I've gotten is, you know, my my identity is sort of really impacted on the show, and it's mm-hmm. sort of changed the way it is. For the better, I mean, from who I talk to, but... The thing I mean, you get both sides. The thing is, yeah. what, <laughs> but it certainly solidified one thing concerning the show. It's that there are varying opinions. Yeah. People are pre, and people actually really enjoy the fact that there are 
different opinions mm-hmm. on that go through that come to the microphones on the show. Well, and you never got hate mail before my <laughs> yeah, that too. But uh. it is to be said, though. I mean, I think the most memorable moment for me, like I guess being in the audience for a lot of this was. Please don't say spit take. No, no. <laughs> it was your first uh, Adam's first. Uh, I guess <clears throat> I'm going to say argument with Courtney. I believe it was. It's it was a, and, and thus far only argument. Yeah, because it, Courtney hasn't been. It was And this isn't because well, no, but that, that moment. Wasn't, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't have classed that a as debate. That was a I debate. Guess, yeah, that was a. Uh, it was a heated debate, though. It I was, mean, yeah. And, was, I mean, I, I quite enjoyed that show. Yeah, that was... It's a, one of those ones I would love to do another one, because yeah, and, 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 intelligent debate mm-hmm. is not one of those things that tends to come up in this measure of fandom. Yeah, and I'd like to think we're at least uh, consistently close to it <laughs> at most, on, mo- on most weeks. We're, we are, we're but close. we just never have an issue that polarizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and for what it's worth, and the reason Courtney has, hasn't done the show in all this time isn't because of any any real tension. It's just her time, her schedule is just not there. Oh, that's a, yeah, there was never any doubt and that there was tension. No, mm-hmm. it's just like we're just, we just agree to disagree. That's, that's, that's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah. Courtney, um, you know, she had, um, Courtney's invite to the show, to return to the show is all, and she's always known this, is always open. It's just that it's never, we've never been able to get around to having her back here again. And she and she knows that. And plus, um, for what it's worth, Courtney's interests are in other things these days. But that doesn't mean she doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we all keep up with each other. And she's still a Beck fan. Uh, of, of Did that she pick up? Her, she uh, hasn't picked that up yet. Uh, so she hasn't picked that up. It's still sitting here. Uh, if you look on the if you look on the table, if you look on the um, on the TV shelf, you'll see oh, her uh, her armband yeah. that goes with the set. Yeah, she so, could always mail it. I want her to visit. It'll be nice to her. Yeah, well, we, we need more estrogen on the show. Yeah, we have, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be and like Meg will probably will return in about a month. Oh, I don't doubt it. We'll, we'll return in about a month because she's going to be moving along need, the subway, need, sign, mm-hmm. uh, subway line. Yeah, variety of estrogen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We need variety in breasts, <laughs> <laughs> boobs, lots of boobs. Right? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Know he's back when you're quoting my show. <laughs> Or the ad, the, the if you want them, you could always get plastic surgery. Out. Oh yeah, I don't want them on myself. <laughs> he wouldn't go home. He would, he never, would, leave he never leave the house. <laughs> never leave. He'd never leave the house. <sighs> okay, uh, and I guess on that theme, uh, mine is um, a final reflection too. Um, when I was thinking about the third anniversary as it came up, I, I, I mean there was. A thought that happened during the New York Anime Festival and, and all the write-ups from Anime News Network. And somebody during the State of the um, Industry panel at the uh, recent New York Anime Festival uh, in, back in the fall, in September, asked about podcast culture and, and its place now in, or podcast gener- the podcast generation and its place in terms, of health, in terms of where it stands in the anime industry. And... On the industry panel that time, um, people within where people with Funimation and well, basically with Fun, uh, somebody from Funimation said, you know, we'd like to be able to have, you know, well, we'd certainly provide clips and what have you to help promote our stuff. You know, what type of how how what's what's podcasting's place in the industry this uh, these days? Um, so the Funimation representative Adam Sheehan re- referred to um, gladly providing materials. To be able to talk about things, um, McKeever, who's from, uh, I'm just looking, at, I'm just relooking at some of this uh, now. Um, Kevin McKeever from Harmony Gold, you know, basically, basically second that. It was um, the head of Anime News Network that had the most interesting words. 
uh, Chris McDonald, who uh, Tempest, uh, my old friend, uh, who said um, one of the key words is that there's a lot of amateur podcasts out there. Um, he's like companies wanted to ma- maximum returns and would only go with the most popular podcasts. He also mentioned that there was he was a big while he was a big believer in the uh, online world, saying the podcast generation was the same as the Wikipedia generation. He wondered what type of like there were still a lot of opportunities for small podcasts to become a lot more. So he wondered, you know, the whole bit of podcasts, podcasts say in the industry has yet to be written. And I wonder, you know, at, to this mo- at three years later, what type of what can we still do for the um, for the anime industry aside from just offer discussion? Maybe that's all we can do is still at the moment. I don't think. Well, but remember though, the nature of this podcast is that are we what? You know the anime companies are after no, because, because we're not we're, doing reviews, we're not doing previews, we're not. We're actually criti- the, the other side is we're making people question it. That's exactly it. And so, are we good for the fandom? Yes. Are we good for the industry? That's a matter of opinion. I think it's. I think it's. I think we're okay for it because we need. You know, because we are just asking questions as. The industry has had its problems. Right. But, I mean, it depends who you talk to in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the people whose job it is to sell this anime don't necessarily want people to think too hard about it and the industry behind it. I think that, which might have perpetuated mm-hmm. some of the uh, discussion, the tensions we've had with said person in industry over the last couple <laughs> of weeks, mm-hmm. for us a month or so. so. Yeah. They don't want you to think about it sometimes. Well, and, and but that's exactly it. But, you know, as the internet has been want to do there's a generation of discussion Mm -hmm. about not just the anime itself but what's behind it and that's part of what we do that's sort of our shtick here and that's part of what we a lot of what we do around here Mm -hmm. let me make one thing let me clarify something also too um about why we started this show over the over in the years before in the years before i had gotten to all these conversations with many of you the Visser brothers too, and every all the other fans and people who, you know who helped run Anime North. We had wonderful mm. conversations, and I knew a time would come when I'd forget most of them. <laughs> so the, much of the podcast, when I decided to start, it was a means to remember them, to archive them for, and I can look back on them personally one day. And if somebody else cared about the conversation, they down. Uh, I certainly want them to share because it was a wonderful, wonderful being part of those conversations. I think people, other people out there, would have an interesting time listening to them, and maybe even be at a point coming into the conversation themselves. That's why I started it. It wasn't for any any grand thing. We just happen to be, and since since we are freaks for things like having microphones and recording them, and having rate and having interest in in various things like uh, radio, you know, this is just something we want. Uh, I just want to do myself, and maybe uh, when that day comes, years years from now, when I wouldn't be able to remember this, because I see I see my end being uh, having Alzheimer's personally. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to be able to look back on a lot of this and say, yeah, that was cool. And yeah, that was fun to talk about. But that's just me. Uh, but in case you're wondering about the motivation behind this show these days. Uh, uh, I, we wa- I always watch sports talk shows and debate shows and say, you know, anime fans have that, do that a, a lot too. And I just said, you know, why not, ha- why not record some of it? 
that's why and that's why we're still around and you know as long as the conversation is still good i think we'll still be around probably meet up finally get to that uh anniversary that's divisible by five (laughs) 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 so maybe i'll reflect a little bit more in two years from now or obviously next year but that but uh, you know i'm grateful for the for the friends that decide to always come along for come 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 along and sit around the microphones and offer a offer their bits to the conversation as we keep going and going and going. So thanks a lot, guys. Um, yeah, and uh, to everyone else who, ha- everyone else who has, uh, you know, been around this show, you, know, you guys know who you, who you are. Thanks. Um, the one guy I guess we have to mention is still Neil because, we still, because he still hasn't <laughs> been around all this time. He hasn't, like, he hasn't been around in a long time, and he's been a I've big been one the on a of this spiritual show. journey. Uh, yeah, tormented. he has made Torm- phantom appearances in Yama. Hmm? Tormented spirit that he is. Okay. So, uh, as I said, uh, so uh, this Saturday, don't forget to get your entries in if you haven't already. And we'll be back. Actually, we're going to probably not tape Thursday next week either. Probably be Mon- I'm guessing we're going to do it Monday. Because we, we really have to get to the second part of the lecture, too. Mm-hmm. Right? And we'll continue that next week. Until then, uh, see you in seven or less. Have a good evening from Toronto.